The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, get ready for a heaping helping of wholesome yet harrowing heroics as we get Disney Plus sized, chatting about the MCU TV universe and debut our brand new nerd news segment. That was a lot to say all in one go. I'm Riggs. I'm Eddie. And this is the Film Addicts Podcast. Hey friends and welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. We're so happy to have you here back for episode four. How you doing, Addy? Doing pretty good. I caught him at mid-sip. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's good. I'm good. It's good to be back. Good to see you. Uh, thank you again to everybody for listening to uh, episode three on uh, the DC Animated uh, Universe and also The Robins. That was a very, uh, very good episode, very popular episode. But we do have a, a small um, retraction to make. Uh, Addy, what what did we do wrong? <laughs> so so we went on a limb and we talked about what uh, the Flash film for us is supposed to be and yeah. how we wanted to go on. And uh, apparently, both of us thought that it was going to come this year, but it's uh, coming Ju- July of next year, twenty twenty three. It's June twenty twenty three. June now. June twenty twenty three. I will say though, you said. It's coming out this year, I hope. And I went, are you sure they're still going to do it? Because Ezra Miller is a tool and, um, you know, maybe they're going to remove him altogether. So I wasn't convinced. But 2023, June 2023, so that's another, what, 14 months. Do you reckon they're going to remove him and put someone else in there? Because, I don't know. I mean, how much money are they willing to put into this, this machine? Yeah, because it's been going on for a long time now. It has, yeah. Right? Um, I don't know, because it's the WB merger with uh, Discovery now. It's it's Warner Brothers Discovery now. Okay. Discovery so, being the, the, the TV network? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, well, that's as far as I... In the news segment, but that's okay. Keep going. Sorry? No. <laughs> I just thought, like, that's a weird. I mean, I suppose they don't care how they make money, but that's a weird pickup, isn't it? Like a Discovery is, Channel but... being documentary based and stuff, picking up Warner Brothers, the least documentary house of film ever. Yeah. So the the Snyder fans have been on a on a yay uh, parade. <laughs> <laughs> A yay parade. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'll go to a yay parade. That sounds like a good time. Yes, hot dog and a stick. Um, hot dog and a stick. What know. is that? They, they, carnival food. You know, they serve them, those Dagwood dog things. Bloody horrible. My God. I mean, hot dog anyway, but hot dog and a stick covered in batter? What are you, mad? <laughs> it's like diabetes. Um. Anyway. Keep going. Yeah, so so it's been bought by Discovery. And do you think that has something to do with this? or? Well, uh, as far as we know, they have uh, changed the management for the DC department. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on with Walter Hamada, who was the, the Kevin Feige of DC, if we can call him that. 
Yeah. Who was, who was also responsible for a lot of things that happened with uh, the Ray Fisher case. So it's so it's good if he's gone. If he's not, then they still have something to do. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying that um, it would be good for or you could just like you could just have this in the nerd news or whatever. <laughs> That's all right. Now keep going. We'll we'll get to nerd news. This is this is this is nerd pre news. It's the pre-show. It's the pre-show. It's the pre-show. Do I, yeah. <laughs> we haven't done the theme song or anything yet. We're just getting warmed up. That's all right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, well, okay, Walter Hamada was... And I read online this week that they're, they're kind of DC's looking for, for a Kevin Feige of their own um, or all just sitting there wishing and hoping that cloning takes off um, and they can have their own Kevin Feige. Or 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 Fevin Kaigi or something, um, <laughs> but it's you know they do they need a shepherd. We talked about that. I think in it might have even been the first episode that we did. We talked about they need a a, a better um, captain, um, someone who understands yeah. not only the medium but understands the audience in a way that that Kevin Feige does. Yeah, um, a lot of people are campaigning for Zack Snyder to come back as the Kevin Feige of DC. Mm. That's not gonna happen. That's a that's a whole another dream and it's on it's a pipe dream, it's not even a dream right now. Yeah. I think he's probably I mean, if nothing else, he's got other stuff to do. Like he's busy, he's yeah. He's coming out, he's got TV show, shows coming out, he's you know And I he think, won an Oscar. What? For he won an Oscar for the best fan moment. He didn't win anything, they just were like <laughs> didn't give him an award. You can't say you can't say that. We have we have Zack Snyder fans listening. You can't That's say true. that. Thank I don't you. care. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to them. He didn't win an award. They they voted. They had the fan voting system, and and the Flash going back in time was voted the best movie in best best moment in cinema history or something crazy like that. Um, but they didn't like. He wasn't there. He didn't accept an award or anything. He just probably at home going. Yeah, that's right, bro. Like, hang on, what is he? He's not South African. What am I? What's my? No, what's my? I've got a Zack Snyder. He's like, hey, dudes, my dudes. You know, it's cool. Like, he's kind of California surfy dude. Like, hey, man, love Superman. Come check out the next film. It's about fucking whatever. I don't know what his next movie's about. Something or other. Um, I should look that up. Actually, that could be nerd news. Speaking of which, but before we do get into that. It was funny. We had a little pre-conversation, you know, just we do our roundup and, and you know, a little behind the scenes dope for you here, folks. Me and Addy have a chat about how the episode's going to go and, and, you know, the format and everything before we start recording. And um, we're accidentally on Amazon Music. Um, <laughs> since uh, those of you who are listening right now on Amazon Music, well done finding us. Um, but those of you who are listening on Spotify, we, we made a big... Um, a big blue about that this week with me being silly in my wardrobe, which was super, super fun. Um, and uh, and on YouTube. So wherever you're listening, thank you so much for listening. But yeah, we are available on Amazon because our... our um, did, what did you say, Eddie? It was our, our supplier puts us on there. Yeah, I would like the distributor that we're, we're under. Oh, okay. They put us on. So. Well, thank you very much, sirs and madams working over there and, and people of all denominations. We, we really appreciate the support, even if we didn't know we were getting it. But um, yeah, so that's uh, that's you know kind of a bit of news. But what we do actually have is a brand new segment, a nerd news segment, and it even has a theme song. The theme song goes a little bit like this. 
So here we are for the uh, Filmatics podcast nerd news. And now Addy has no idea what I'm going to say. I'm just going to get actual reactions from him, uh, which is really good. So um, first item on nerd news, it seems that um, Martin Scorsese's uh, Killers on the Flower Moon has been delayed until 2023. Um, Killers on the Flower Moon is about a uh, a tribe uh, in the United States, a group of you know uh, members of this tribe, uh, being murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation that involved uh, J. Edgar Hoover, and um, Leo is playing uh, the lead in that in that particular film, uh, along with Robert De Niro, uh, Jesse Plemons, John Lithgow, Brendan Fraser. Um, uh, just, you know, stacked cast. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but it, it, it's been put off for whatever reason. But, I mean, Marty does that. He, he makes them at his own speed. Did you even know that was coming out or? <laughs> no, I knew it was, I didn't know, I didn't know when it was going out, but I knew it was something that was going on. And I had no idea that Brendan Fraser was in it. So good for him. I yeah, love man. that guy. He's great. He's really good. The Mummy movie's Fucking rule. Oh, it's my it's my childhood, man. It's those those, those films are my childhood. I love those movies. That's like your Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. It's actually Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, they're so good. Even the even the you know the second one. The, the I haven't seen the Scorpion King with the Rock. It was just a little bit too far for me. I reckon. Wait, the Scorpion King or the third one where he is the Scorpion King? There's there's the, there's the mummy, and then there's the yeah. mummy returns, which has the rock as the scorpion king, yes. and then they made a scorpion king picture, with oh, yeah. which was like a prequel with the rock in it, and then they made the third mummy movie, um, which uh, I thought was quite kind of boring, and then in the middle of the second act, spoilers, fucking abominable snowmen turn up and help them fight. In, in in the in the snow, it's super cool, man. It's like holy shit, this just got an extra star. If you put big feet in 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 a in a film, I'll watch it. But um, yeah, it seems that film's been delayed. But I mean, you know, like I said, Marty Scorsese makes them on his own time, and that's why they're generally so good because he doesn't. I mean, if you give him a deadline, it's not like with these big franchises where they say, you know, you get a poster and a release date before you've got a script. Um. You know, hopefully it's going to be a better movie for it. And they're not doing it because they have to remove Ezra Miller from it. <laughs> I don't think he's in the film. Um, okay, next item on the nerd news. I don't know. He might be in it. I don't know. Um, there's a, a Oppenheimer set pics have come out. Christopher Nolan's new film um, uh, based on, uh, uh, I guess not the life, but a period of time in the life of um, Oppenheimer, the man who uh, was you know, the godfather of the nuclear age really, you know, helped develop um, the A-bomb, you know, the, the, the atomic bomb they dropped in Hiroshima, um, you know, the killer of worlds. Uh, really looking forward to this picture. I like Tenant a lot. I know people kind of, you know, <laughs> but yeah, people kind of malaise that or whatever, but I, I, I think it's a really good film. But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. And uh, again, it's another one of those ones that's, uh, got a super stacked cast. Do you uh, do you have any sort of previous with, you know, the Nolan not Batman films? Is there like anything yeah. that stands out to you that's like, that's my fave? Just out of interest. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of the Nolan Batman movies. Do not shoot me, please. 
I don't care. I'm not, I mean, we might have just a whole bunch of people stopped listening on Amazon Music, but <laughs> we didn't know they were there anyway. So, um, yeah, is it like, is there something in particular that stands out though for you? Is like, yeah, that's the one for me because I'm, I'm, yeah, I really like Tenant. I, I love Tenant, and on Dead I Saw Dune, it was my second favorite movie of all time. Is that right? Yeah. You hear that, folks? This man is, he is evolved. I love it. But yeah, um, the first time I watched any film in an IMAX theater, accidentally again, <laughs> was done. <laughs> oh, really? What do you mean it was an accident? So uh, me and my friend, we were like, oh, Christopher Nolan's coming out with a, with a war film. No, we were One Direction fans. We still are. And there was high styles in it. Our only selling point was that we have to see high styles on screen. Of course. So must. we go, we get the so we go, we get the ticket. And uh, we get the ticket and it says IMAX. And what is that? And for here what where we went, they have a different entrance to IMAX. Like uh, so they have a whole entrance for the normal theaters, and then they have like a red carpet with lasers going on for IMAX. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you didn't get on a spaceship? That's terrible. I'm pretty sure we did that, dude. Yeah. We, we, we walked on and then there was a skirt and we had to like fold to get in. It was like, what is this? We walked in and as far as we could see, there were just seats. Mm. We were like, what? They were just walking to the Coliseum or something. Yeah. I, we had no idea how... We had no idea what IMAX was. No, he'd never been before. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and like each seat had a speaker behind it. It was it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And like I, I, the, the war sequence and everything in that film. Jesus Christ. The plane stuff in particular would have been good. Tennis, 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 tennis was awesome. In tennis was really good in in IMAX. Except my neck hurts now. Um, and and if you know tennis anyone out there you'll know that's a pretty funny joke <laughs> because you you watch the ball go back and forth that's terrible anyway um more to the point yeah no i went and saw tenant at, at imax as well and it was incredible but it was so weird the this um i remember i was talking to to my, my business partner dan about it and he's an audio engineer and i kept saying wasn't the audio weird like they kept bringing in tracks like music tracks really loud over the top of dialogue and not, I don't mean the score, I mean actual music tracks. There was a couple of instances where this one song kept coming up and he was like, hey, yeah, it's, it's pretty strange. It seems deliberate, but it was really strange. And then when I went and saw it at a normal cinema, that wasn't there. So I yeah, was that, like, I was very confused about the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't know, you know, that might, might have something to do with, like you said, speakers in the seats. Um, but yeah, just just real quick, the Oppenheimer movie comes out in 2023 Um I'm not going to go through who they're playing, but I'm just going to go through the cast list. Cillian Murphy's playing Robert Oppenheimer. But check out this cast. I mean, this is testament to Christopher. It's stacked. It's ridiculous. So it's Cillian Murphy's Robert Oppenheimer, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Florence Poe, or Pugh, however you say it, Emily Blunt, Remy Malek, Josh Hartnett, Matt Damon, Dane DeHaan, Jack Quaid, Kenneth Benner, Josh Peck, Benny Safdie, uh, Dave the Smallchin, uh, Eldon Aldridge, Gary Oldman, and that's there's a bunch there that, of other people as well, but they're like the ones that people the names that were recognised. Can you imagine? My God, 
I can't wait. I'm so excited for that film. I love it when he does, um, you know, stuff set in the real world. Um, right. Uh, oh, here we go. This is an interesting one. You, Addy actually sent me this this bit of information today. Um, is it Barry Kokan, the Irish actor who played the Joker in spoilers, uh, the Batman? Yeah. Barry Cogan, oh, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah. Barry Cogan was arrested in Dublin for being drunk and disorderly. And as Addy so eloquently put it when he sent me that piece of news, what the fuck is going on with DC's actors right now? They're slapping people at awards ceremonies. They're choking out fans, at, at, you know, and breaking into people's homes and fucking up the flash. And now they're getting arrested in Dublin. But then again, I guess people get arrested in Dublin for drunk and disorderly a lot if the stereotype of the Irish drunk is anything to go by. It's not. I love Ireland. So hating the Irish people. I'm not I don't have Irish I'm I'm like there's Irish blood in me, my friend. I, I I'm not hating it, I'm just saying there's there is a, a, a definitely a, a, a stereotype of them being good drinkers. But yeah, so he was arrested and um hopefully, you know, they're not gonna remove him from the Batman posthumously posthumously he's not dead he was just drunk regan calm the fuck down um this one this story really got me jj abram J, J, nah, 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 nah. there we go jj abrams who everybody loves because of star wars wink uh jj abrams constantine reboot starts shooting in the american fall hoping to wrap in early 2023 now this was the one that got a lot of flack because um the 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 actor who plays constantine currently or uh, had been playing him in the Arrowverse and in his own show isn't being brought back. Um, JJ Abrams is looking to cast a person of color and there was some, you know, woke anger around that people being angry that it was woke or whatever, but it was like, what? I don't understand why his color makes any difference. Maybe they want to differentiate it from, you know, the, the uh, Matt Ryan or whatever. Is it Matt Ryan? I don't know. Yeah, whoever played the, the the Constantine on the on the on, on TV, uh, maybe they want to differentiate it from that, not based on color of skin, but just by having a different actor altogether. Um, but I'm I'm down for that totally because I fucking love Constantine. It's one of my favorite characters. And finally, we kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, WB is looking for their own Kevin Feige, and they're also hoping to revitalize their universe, um, believing that their top tier characters like Superman have been left languishing Addy Superman has been languished how do you feel about that just, just them realizing gives me, gives me a huge smile because it means hope <laughs> for Henry Cavill to return do you, I, I don't know if that's going to happen I think it'll probably be whatever I think JJ Abrams is also behind a, a a proposed um, Superman film <clears throat> where, uh, the, again, there'll be a person of color, but it won't be Cal. It'll be um, another character. Um, which yeah. Is, Wait, they are doing that. Yeah, it's I think not, so. Yeah, they are doing that. Yeah. You just want Henry Cavill it's, back, I know. I just want, yeah. It's, I know it's not video, but I just, I just wanted to know that that side was for Henry Cavill not returning. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, they have yeah, a, a bigot. Like, I, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and it's it's true. It would be great to have him come back and be able to do a real Superman picture because he has a Man of Steel was not a traditional Superman picture by any stretch of the imagination. 
Batman versus Superman was there was a lot more going on there than him, and he was in like the last hour of Justice League, um, both of them. So he really didn't get the opportunity to be the Superman that he he, he absolutely could have. So yeah, and, I totally and he, get that. Lo- and he loves playing. Su- sorry, no, sorry no, no, to no. cut you off. No, you didn't. Uh, he loves playing Superman. Like in interviews, he said that he has the suit in his uh, in his wardrobe, just hanging there. Like it's. It's it's just one call away. And yeah, it's not like he's not ready for it. He's always in good shape, you know. Um, I yeah, I I totally I totally on board for that. He's great in the role, and um, yeah, give him a, give him give, just give him a shot. Just give him one. Just give him one and yeah, see what just happens. Once. You know, Man of Steel two, and put Brainiac in it for fuck's sake. Would someone put Brainiac in a movie already for crying that, out? That man? was the plan. That was the plan. Oh really? It was Man of Steel, uh, it was Superman, Man of Tomorrow, something like that. It was supposed to be Man of Steel and then Man of Tomorrow, and then it was supposed to be Superman, like the end of the trilogy, with with, I think that was leading up to the third Justice League film, maybe. I don't know. Hey, man, I dig that idea. I totally dig that idea. Man of Tomorrow with with a Brainiac fight. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with this sort of newfound want to revitalize their um, cash flow, I mean stories. Uh, DC and Warner Brothers have uh, have also said they want to look at their their second and third tier characters as, as the people to focus on, which could include, you know, members of the Suicide Squad, the Teen Titans, and hopefully it means that we get a fucking Nightwing film. Um, yes. God, you know? I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. I was so hoping that you did it. Well, we talked about it last week and I was saying how it m- might be difficult because you have to explain to people who Nightwing is. Like, but that's not a given. Just because his name's Dick Grayson doesn't mean everyone's going to know that he was Robin. You kind of have to explain that. But you do it in a prologue real quick. You know, he's in the he's in the suit as a kid. You just cut here. You don't even need to show Batman. You know, you kind of do it really fast. And then you've got this amazing character that you can, like you said, rest the entire universe on the shoulders of. And it could be about, you know, youth and bring in uh, uh, John Kent and and bring in the new Aquaman, um, Jackson Hyde, and, you know, make it interesting, man. It could be exactly what Marvel is doing with their TV shows, with introducing new and young characters. Mm. Well, not young, but introducing new characters and uh, just like building this era of just new characters to then push forward to something hopefully even more greater than the Infinity Saga because right now it just feels like we're in phase one all over again. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of traction going on just at the minute. I mean, they they did have to contend with, you know, the the year after Endgame came out was the pandemic. So they've had kind of some struggles just in terms of getting things off the ground. But, you know, you've got, Characters like um, uh, America Chavez and and uh, uh, Ms. Marvel uh, coming out, you know, some great representation and also youth, like we were talking about. Um, good to have that, and and it's clearly the model works. And um, as that is well done, Addy, a very good segue into the bulk of our episode, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all sorts. I keep saying, ladies and gentlemen, it's such an anachronism, but it's like you know, I'm a fucking uh, 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 at a circus, like I'm a circus showman, ladies and gentlemen. It's like it's not only a forty-eight. It's cut it out. Anyway, it's me critiquing myself. So, um, yeah, 
We're getting Disney Plus sized. Talking about the Disney Plus. What? It's a funny joke. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> cracks me up. It's either that, either that, and you and we talking about Dick Grayson just cracking up in the last episode. Man, when I was <laughs> editing that, I was in tears. Like when I was mixing that episode because I had to check it all, and I just there's too many dick jokes. But there's no dick jokes in the MCU Disney Plus universe. I'll tell you that much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so starting in, uh, was it 2020 that, that WandaVision came out? Yes, sir, it was. Yeah. So starting in 2020, WandaVision, which was actually supposed to be the second series, but um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier got delayed because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, we have WandaVision and um, Addy... I want you to take it away, sir, because this is this is a very special show for you. Yeah, it is. I completely forgot what. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a yeah. So it's the B team. It's the Lion King story all over again, where the Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first one to come out to take the world by storm and show them that. Oh, spoilers for. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We have a new Captain America there. We have two actually, and then in the in the end of the show, we we get Sam Wilson as actual Captain America, which was just sweet. Mm. <laughs> but in we the get proper to that. costume and everything. Oh yeah. And he introduced himself as that as well. He's like, I'm Captain America. I'm like, yeah, you fucking are. That's right, buddy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But yeah, nice and then there. Character. And then there was this weird sort of dreamy kind of show that was very was very was like people weren't excited for it because it was the 50s and 60s of sitcoms and uh, it had one and vision in it but apparently vision was alive and it was weird and then the pandemic hit mm. and wonder vision was wonder vision was coming out january of 2020 2021 2020 I'm not sure of the release. I'm I'm, oh I'm pretty <laughs> sure it did come out in 2020, though. Um, they might have pushed it forward. Are you checking the dates? Yeah, I'm checking the dates. Give me a second. God bless the internet and all of its places. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder if the voices and stuff, because I, I feel like my dad sometimes when I'm, you know, we'll be talking about WandaVision or whatever, and I'll, I'll slip into a, a, a voice of some sort. My dad does that all the time, just having regular conversation with him. All of a sudden, he'll start talking like a, you know, someone who he isn't. I won't say what because it might come off as, you know, against stereotypical. But and I worry that I'm like that. When I listen to it back, I'm like, stop doing voices all the time. Just talk like a normal person. You've got a weird voice anyway for Australian fans. Um, no, you, you've got a beautiful voice. Oh, well, thank you. My docile tones. I do do voiceover work if anybody needs it. <laughs> I will take that into noting. Yeah, I'll do, you, I'll do your, um, your message bank. You've reached the phone of Addy. Leave him a message. Leave him a massage. <laughs> That's a Ricky Gervais joke. Anyway, so when did, when did WandaVision right. come out? It was 15th January 2021. It was last year? Last year, yeah, I, I was confused because it, it all bleeds turned, together. Those two, because it turned. Oh yeah, dude, I remember how big it was, because twenty twenty was the only year 
in like the the ten the ten year epic saga of Marvel that we didn't get any Marvel shit. That's right. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I remember that. It was heartbreaking. But then we also had like ten other projects in twenty twenty one. I was like, what are we doing? It was it was a lot all at once after nothing. Absolutely, it was yeah, like being. It was, Walking through the desert, starving, and then you end up at you know a, a, an ice cream parlor. You're gonna go crazy. But um, yeah, yeah. WandaVision, uh, uh, you know, the two two characters who, like you said, would probably be B team. Even though I think Vision is the most underrated character in the MCU, um, mostly because of how they articulate his humanity and the growth of his humanity from being a clinical you know, uh, sentient, he's not really a robot, I guess, we, you know, a sentient machine to being a human being in all other aspects apart from biology. Um, and that was something that they were able to really explore in this because of the absurdity of it. And yet when you discover the reason why they are in the situation they're in, that Wanda has created this this world, this idyllic world, to deal with trauma, to deal with the, the the damage done to her by the loss of you know really the only person in the world she's loved apart from her brother. Um, so so wonderful, such fertile ground for for drama and for interesting relationships, and it's also about acceptance, not only acceptance of yourself. Um, and and also your limitations, you know what you can and cannot do while trying to deal with your emotions, whether you're a superhero or not. But also the acceptance of a relationship. These people are, you know, not supposed to be together. Really, one is a biological being, and one is a machine. You know, there is there would be absolutely in the real world there would be bigotry about that. It's the same with X Men and mutants. You know. A, a person without mutant genes and mutant abilities being with a mutant person it has many times in the comics been fraught with you know danger and 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 you know horrible consequences so that's kind of where we're playing in it was it was a much smarter show than i originally gave it credit for i thought it was being gimmicky at first and then by the time i got to about episode 3 i was like oh hang on they're actually talking about there's something, something here yeah, there's some real there's some real interesting stuff going on here, and you know, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. Imagine being the best Olsen. You I've know? only known one, so it's, oh, I, you don't, I don't know really the know. oh, you you're uh, too young to know the Olsen twins. Yeah, her sisters, the Olsen twins, and and anybody over the age of thirty who's listening right now will know who I'm talking about. The Olsen twins were the babies who played the one baby. You know how when they have a baby on set, they like they usually yeah. use doubles or doubles. They're called twins, you fucking moron. They use twins and they cycle them out because babies can only be on set for so long. Well, they, the, the Olsen twins played this one baby on the show Full House, um, which had a resurgence on, on some, might have been Disney Plus, um, recently called Fuller House or whatever. But um, yeah, and then she's... I, can't, I don't know if she's the older sister or the younger sister, but she was the one who kind of ended up with a more legitimate career. Like the Olsen twins are magnates. They sell, they were in a lot of movies where they were like two twin sisters and we're going to make this boy think we're only one and that kind of, you know, Disney fodder stuff. And then they, you know, sell 
I don't know, whatever moguls sell handbags and I don't know, chocolate pudding and, and, and sellotape stationery mostly they sold um, or whatever. But she actually became a legitimate actress and, and, uh, one of the biggest, one of her biggest breakouts was a film called um, Marcy May. Uh, oh no, what was it? Hang on, I've got to find the name. It's a bunch of M words, but she played a young girl who like escapes a cult. Um, okay, Marcy. Okay, Martha Marcy May Marlene uh, was the name of the film. Came out in twenty eleven. Um, and, uh, yeah, she played a, a, a person who, who'd escaped a, an abusive cult and I watched it for the first time recently and wow, she was always going to be a star, man. Absolutely. There is, there's an Oscar in her future. I can feel it. Not that that fucking means anything, but you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I agree with everything you said, Endo. The reason why Wonder Wish is special to me is because it was the first time, well, I was a fan of Modern Family, but that was like, it was the ending in 2020, which was like weekly, because I binged like the whole show. And then it was my introduction to just weekly television. Never, never actually been like a fan of just weekly television. Except for like Modern. That's that, you know, that's the the, where you come from. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never, I've never considered that. You would be totally that. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I loved just having one episode and the whole week after that, you just talk about that episode and that one moment in like every episode and then you get the next one and then you go on and so forth. And it was amazing. I know a lot of people say that like the, the multiverse era of, or like the current era of Marvel is like the worst for fan theories. I just think there was one fan theory that just went overboard. Okay. But that, that was off. But yeah, and there... Uh, God, that that show to me that show has the best writing in all of Marvel. Like wow. considering considering like everything from uh, Iron Man. I forgot. That's no, that's hey man. Like it's it's to be fair, they're benefiting from a lot of a lot of build-up, you know, I've already got a lot of previous. But, yeah, it just episode by episode, it was really strong. Um, you know, able to, to to bring in stuff that would would set up what the future of the MCU would be while also capping what this will be. Um, and then Wanda becoming what looks like to be probably Started a villain. Which- you know, yeah, like when when she called it. I mean, that's not in my favorite moments, which we'll do a little bit later. But where she's like, you know, you're you're um, that makes you the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that you, you're the Scarlet Witch. I was like, I threw my hands up, and my fiance <laughs> Emily was like, "What are you doing?" It's <laughs> like you're the fucking Scarlet Witch. I didn't, it's like you've I been calling her that for like, years, but no one else has. Yeah, it's a, it was a character owned by Fox, so you yeah. couldn't actually call her that. Mm. And when she, and when she did that, I was like, which is also another thing that we'll get to that was in the show. But so when she called it this kind of witch, I was like, she said it, she said it, it's yep. done now. Everyone heard, like, her, everyone heard her say that. That means it's trip. That means it's real. I'm 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 legitimized. Fuck all you haters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, when you say um, they were, it was owned by uh, Fox because the the original versions of of Wanda and 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 Pedro or Pedro 
um, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch are Magneto's kids in the X-Men universe and always have been. They were Avengers in, in the Avengers books and stuff. Um, they were also members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants too, but they they are that, absolutely. But, you know, when they were brought in for Age of Ultron, they could, you couldn't say mutant or anything like that. So, I mean, that certainly oh, opens yeah. up some doors. And so much so that it opened up the door to bring in, is it Evan Peters? It's Evan Peters. Oh, it's Evan Peters Quicksilver from the rebooted franchise of X-Men that started with that started with uh, X-Men First Class with James McAvoy playing uh, or Professor X and Michael Fassbender just nailing Magneto. Yeah. Oh God, that that was my era of uh, of just superhero nerdiness. That was that was amazing. They're great films, especially when they crossed them over with the the original universe. Oh. I will say oh. one thing though, Addy, and it's you know, call, call me out in the comments for being you know too literal or whatever if you want. But it, it, I was talking to someone about it last night. In in that in the last X Men movie that they made, Dark Phoenix, it's set in the early nineties. Yeah. So at the latest, it's set in nineteen ninety four or something. At the earliest, it's nineteen ninety. Either way, the original X Men movie came out in the year two thousand. So you're telling me that in yeah, less than ten years, yeah, in less than ten years, Michael Fassbender becomes Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen. <laughs> and James McAvoy becomes Patrick fucking Stewart. What have they got the Super Benjamin Button? What's going on? Like that's anyway. It's small the X Force, man. It's, it's the X Men. It Jesus. Yeah, it's the X Force. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> that's what they've got. They've got the X-Force. Yeah, that's true. The X-Men. Maybe they're just all of a sudden open uh. old people. But, um, yeah, no, I totally uh, uh, understand, you know, the, the kind of joy at seeing that. I will say, though, I don't think they paid it off at all. It was oh, just like... It wasn't. They were, they were never going to pay it off. It was, it was supposed to be a boner joke. That's all it was. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was, yeah. they were leaning in, like saying, hey... The reason he looks like this is because the multiverse it's is because, real. Yeah, and also now that Disney has bought Fox, we can do this. Is, so are like, you telling me that that was just Disney flexing? That's oh, of course. Standing, dude. That's what they did because nobody fucking knew that. Yeah. And he comes in, and he, and he's like, "Who's the popsicle?" And my my brain went, "Holy shit, that's that's the mutants." Yeah. Right here. What's gonna happen? My my. My main theory was that everyone in the hex were becoming mutants because of the radiation of the the chaos magic. Yeah, which was a, which was a good theory. But everyone everyone else was on the train that Mephisto is coming, which didn't happen, did it? Everybody thinks Mephisto is coming for. I mean, Jesus Christ! I went and got a coffee from a place the other day. I thought the barista was Mephisto. That's how often that we've been told this. I mean, he did yeah. have scales, but. Yeah, that it's. I think that's a good catch-all, and also a bunch of people found out who Mephisto was, and were like, "Oh, well, that's clearly yeah. what it is." But you really don't know. But um, but yeah, what a remarkable series, and what a great way to kick off. You know, the 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 MCU TV universe. I get. I guess you could call it. And the, the episodic part of it. You're right. I I was not used to it either. It had been a long time since I had. I don't have TV at my house. Like I have a television. It's huge. And you don't have the, the But I don't cable? have it connected to the aerial. We we actually didn't know that our, our aerial on the roof of the house was damaged in a storm 
for like three years because we never watched TV. And then we went to watch something and it, you know, that was on free to air television and it didn't work because I can't fucking stand advertising. I think it's, oh, I yeah. think it's so can. loud and it's just shouting and colors and it's, I, I, it drives me nuts. It really, really does. That's why I suck at it on Instagram. Well, I can't, I can't, I don't advertise myself very well. You know, it's me, like I said, it's me in the wardrobe being silly. That's my idea of advertising. But actually trying to sell something's really difficult. Um, or I find it really difficult to, to, to contend with. So we just don't watch it. And, you know, you've got streaming services now anyway. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I've watched episodic TV. And you're right, there's something about it that when you you know, okay, Friday night, WandaVision's coming out. I'm, I'm going to get some chips and I'm going to get some... I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna peep this. I do it with um, Moon Knight. I've got them in my diary. Uh, the new season of Atlanta comes out on or the new episodes of Atlanta season three come out on Friday, along with the episodes, the new episodes of um, uh, Out of Range, which is the Amazon Prime show with uh, Josh Brolin, which is really baller. If you get a chance to watch it, like the first two yeah. episodes are up. Very cool. But yeah, it's kind of a little bit more of an event. You kind of appreciate it more because there is time to to think about it and, and decompress with friends via podcasts about you know each episode and then have your theories and stuff. And and it also it's smart in terms of being being in business because the news cycle stays on that one episode for an entire week. It's not like you throw out stranger things the all the entire season boom there you go and the news cycle is the two weeks while people are watching it this you get six to eight weeks of press based on the episode and it, it's the only thing they're talking about until it ends and then probably when you get a season two but yeah it's it's so weird that we live in a world where we have streaming and we have and now that disney plus is doing this where it's sort of a comparison and you see which ones are more successful now that, I mean, if you drop each and every episode at once, either people will be like, this is too much, or they'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And, and I and I hate to admit that I've been to a point where, like, holy shit, the whole season, 12 episodes, each episode of one hour, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and I watch it in, like, 24 hours. Yep. I'm like, oh, shit, what now? What have I done? Yeah. there There is a bit of a, a malaise or a, a petit more, which is... <laughs> The, the the French is you know uh, phrase for the little death that you that you feel post orgasm, um, that's that's how people feel. Addy's face just went, what the fuck's he talking about? The petty more, the little death that you feel post orgasm is like a French term, but it it I think it makes perfect sense to put that in the context of when you finish a TV series, especially if that series is you know like WandaVision yeah. and it's a limited series. It's not a sec- there's no season two coming. Or, you know, you finish something in its entirety and you're like, ah. I do it every single time I get to the end of Penny Dreadful, which I rewatch, you know, once a year at least, with three seasons of that, and I get to the end, I'm like, ah, finished again. But, um, yeah, there is a, a singular pleasure in being able to kind of prolong that. And we noticed it, I think, what we, I say I noticed it, but by way of working with you when we first started working together at the end of last year, and we were doing the weekly roundups of Hawkeye. Yeah, and that was fun. That was fun. It was great. It that. was such a great, and it was it was came at a really good per- period of time for me as well because I was super busy with production work at the time. I wasn't able to do any writing, and and 
for those of you who don't know or don't follow me on on, on the stitch up or, or or follow my my company hit 66 i run a film production company and and we do big production work and, and small production work and all sorts of stuff but the other thing i do is screenwriting and i don't always get an opportunity to do it because i'm busy running this business um and it's it takes a long time it's a process to, to, to get a, a screenplay finished. Um, so being able to work on those reviews was kind of like stretching, you know what I mean? Like warming up. And it was so great to go and, you know, the, the, the day after the episode dropped, I would go and, and, and sit in a cafe somewhere with a coffee and just work on my, my review and really take it seriously like I was writing a draft or something. Um, but uh, I mean that—that's not really the point of what I was trying to say. But um, it, it was—it was—it was wonderful. It was such a great experience. It bonded us really well, and now here we are with our own podcast. Um, about to talk about Hawkeye again in a minute. Um, but yeah, having the, the the episodic. Well, I mean they're all episodic, but having them come out by week was was quite a treat for for that particular season as well because it led up to Christmas as well. It was a Christmas. Oh yeah. It was, lending yeah. to Christmas, yeah, which was really cool. And I just finished reading. I, um, you saw the in my uh, coffee and, and comics post the other day. I just finished reading the trade of the um, the saga of Barton and Bishop, the Matt Fraction book. If you get a chance, check it out. It's very very good. There's an entire issue from the dog's perspective. What? Pizza dog. Yeah, there's no dialogue. It's just the dog going around solving a crime. It's awesome. That's my favorite type of books with no words in it. <laughs> I know he spat my water out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Addy always always telling me he's a big fan of the pop up. <laughs> and where's Wally? Oh man. Yeah, have you, have you seen have you seen the sun and the way it looks just like on the corner of the page? Like in Where's Wally books, you mean? No, it's just like randomly. It was a joke that didn't land. Just let's just move on. <laughs> it didn't land. Let's move on. I'll tell you though. When I was young, the Where's Wally books—they were super pop. Do you know what Where's Wally is? It's not Where's Wally. I've corrected you before. It's Where's Waldo. Yes, yeah, Where's Waldo in 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 you know other parts of the world, but in Australia, oh, okay. it's, it's Where's Wally. Gotcha. Um, which is you know I think maybe Wally's more accurate you know, nomenclature for people who live in this country. Not a lot of Waldos in Australia, I'll tell you that much. There's a few Wallies though. And I wanted one of them really bad. I wanted one of these books, particularly the one that was, uh, you know, had the big space space scene in it. And I told my dad, who's a wonderful human being and such a beautiful, big-hearted dude, but he's frugal as a motherfucker. <laughs> and I said to him, hey, I would like one of these. And he goes, stand on me, son, don't worry. I'll, I'll sort it out for you. So he went to the library and and borrowed it and photocopied all the pages. And this was in the 80s. There's no colour printing. Do you know how hard it is to find that little motherfucker in black and white? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it was tough. Super tough. But anyway, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. <laughs> we became detractors for the point. Now, I yeah, guess we're probably going to... Sorry, no, you go ahead. Yeah, um, for me, like, WandaVision is still, like, it's the one that hits most... It's the one that's most rewatchable. I think that and Hawkeye have the 
have the more rewatchable quality to it. Because mm. even if you didn't know about the MCU, the first three episodes at least, it's a joy as as like a, as a fan of film and like just television like that that whole era of them just honoring everything that came before and then going going into the more office and modern family thing at the end mm. it was amazing to see that and it's also it's also i think the first time uh, kevin feige has been actively like uh involved in production that was wonder vision it was his mind child that this crazy thing was just all on him mm. it was it was awesome and it was it was heartbreaking and just fucking brutal at times but it also gave us moments like Pietro showing up and all the all the X-Men fans went shit yeah and it turned out to be just a, a total yeah. flex on, um, on Disney's part which is which is that's a boring anyway, move good good for you but also yeah. fuck you for doing that to the fans yeah yeah there, there's a bit of that i think there's a lot of fuck you going on towards disney most of the time um yeah, well, I'll be interested to see where that one sits in terms of your ranking of the of the shows. Um, shall we move on to um, the next released program, which was Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So now you go on first. What am I doing? And we'll talk about uh, it. So the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, what were your expectations? How did it land? I, I wasn't... I didn't know what it was going to be, honestly. And the same with WandaVision kind of played its hand a little bit in that it was going to be a, a, a variation of TV themes that you understood with the underlying story of something is very, very wrong here. That was made obvious. Being that, that Captain, uh, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is dealing, is these two guys dealing with the fact that Steve Rogers is gone. Bottom, like from the very, very base level of it, it's these two guys who are now left in the shadow of a legacy of one of the the greatest heroes who's ever lived. Understanding that he got to have his his moment in the sun, and uh, and his end was quite beautiful. They still have to contend with the fact that they are in no way Steve Rogers. And yeah, nobody is. No, and I think it became clear to me by about. Uh, the second episode when they were you know on the, they had the big fight on the truck so just previous yeah. to that yeah. they were like bantering and i'm like oh this is it's lethal weapon i totally understand what this is it's lethal weapon it's it's the guy who's you know the 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 war-torn guy you know ravaged by being in the military and then being a superhero as well the falcon trying to figure out where his place is, not only as a hero, um, but also as an African-American, following the footsteps of Steve Rogers, saying no to the shield because of the complicated history that it has, um, particularly later on when you find out that that, that African-American soldiers were, and putting this in is amazing as well, that they actually did this, uh, you know, that the African-American soldiers were uh, uh, tested on first before Steve. Um, and then put in prison that that one particular um, uh, character uh, after he was no longer of use, and then having uh, uh, um, Anthony Mackie's character um, Sam come to grips with that and still take up the mantle. Amazing! That's Such- my favorite part of the whole show. Yeah, it, that, that storyline really- with Isaiah Bradley. 
Yeah, it, it is because that's that's the part. Uh, sorry to cut you off. That is definitely the part where the where it turns, and you're like, he's either going to completely reject this and say, I don't want Captain America legacy is now tainted. Uh, it will never be what it was, and I can't do that. Or he does the thing which is, you know, narratively brilliant, but also perfect for the character to go, I'm going to take up this shield as as an African-American man, as a person of colour, and I'm going to I'm going to correct the image of of what people see this as. And it was, you know, so beautifully uh, accentuated by the fact that the, the Captain America that they did replace Steve with was another milk toast you know, white dude um, played by Kurt Russell's son so spectacularly. He's so good, man. And I'm telling you that um, uh, the the Captain America theme played in like the the yeah um, the high school, not the high school, the um, band, the big band kind yeah. of thing. When when he runs up for his first interview, yeah, yeah. Just if I can, I'll drop a little bit into the into this episode um, just now. I'll have the video show up. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do the video. Okay, cool. Enjoy yeah. that, everybody. Here comes the video. Um, and uh, and just like, and have him be everything that ends up, everything that's wrong with the establishment of the US military, putting everything they've got into another great white savior, like we were talking about, Tom Taylor last week talks about. Um and then have and then have him end up being U.S. agent basically, and and then you know loses his his strength and off, and then for for Sam to go, all right, I've got work to do, and it's not just about saving people as Captain America slash the Falcon with wings, it's about rehabilitating this image, um, and in that was you know that's your if we're talking about the the lethal weapon kind of link that I made there, he's you know got that kind of world weariness but the brash sense of humor and the short temper and kind of stuff that Danny Glover's character had and then you've got you know the very damaged vet you know who's kind of lost everything including himself um in 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 Martin Riggs is is then transplanted into Bucky and Bucky's journey is really interesting because he's having to contend with the things that he hasn't had to up until this point, because he was under the control of 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 you know Hydra, Hydra and and well Shield or whatever it is, and you know he's he was in Wakanda, getting better. The war is over for him, and now he has to look back and go, okay, well what what am I paying for? And how he there's there's a particular line that I'll, I'll or a particular moment that I'll talk about in a little bit, but um, he has to kind of figure out if the hero thing even fits on him. Because yeah, really he's he just a soldier. Worthy? Yeah, if he, is yeah. he even worthy? That's exactly right. So um, it's a great series. The action is baller. That final uh, episode where um, Sam like kicks that guy out of a moving helicopter and then spins around a fly. I, I rewound that about six times. Oh, what's I the last thing? Yeah, I think it was overwritten in parts. I think they kind of, they were padding out the runtime in some places but yeah. as a as a structural piece it's it might be my favorite i don't know it might be my favorite of the shows i'll come back what what do you how do you feel about it sir well um 
just to go back to your point where they were bantering before going to the the fight on the truck on episode in episode two. Yeah. I, I love that the, I love that they threw in the Hobbit with the bantering where he says, "Well, we got wizards, we got aliens, and we got warlocks or I don't know robots, right?" <laughs> and, that, and that's all they fight. Yeah, and he's talking about he's, he's got a it's a wizards if they've got a hat, but it's a sorcerer if they don't have a hat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that. There's and also a bit where he's he's just standing there, and Bucky comes up and goes, "Hey." And, and Falcon's like, hi, what's going on? Nothing. Like, it's just very, very Shane Black dialogue, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm um, sorry, I cut you uh, off. Uh, no problem. Uh, and they, and uh, Bucky says, yeah, I enjoyed The Hobbit when I read it. In, in <laughs> I forgot about that bit. So funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really good when I read it in 1928 or whatever the fuck it was. That's crazy. Oh my god, yeah. that was, and that's a testament to both Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan because their chemistry is impeccable. Yeah, it's it's amazing to watch them. Like, like when when you watch them together in uh, Civil War, I think it is when they get screen time together. Yeah, or some screen time, screen time. Well, <laughs> you had some screen time, screen sure. Time. Yeah, screen time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then you say, like, I was like, I will watch a whole, I would watch, I would watch a whole film, which is these two. And then we get that, and it's... Yeah, it looks like Captain America 4 is, is going to be that. Um, by the same, the same, the series, um, uh, what, what are they calling writer? it? The showrunner. Showrunner, yeah. The series writer and showrunner is, is going to direct Captain America 4, which is fucking super cool. It's so more. Uh, j- uh, on that note... Um, a lot of people speculated that uh, Captain Captain America four. I was going to say Captain America season four. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain America four was supposed to go in production like what two weeks from now. It's not. They don't even have a plan yet. But I'm so glad that they're doing that. Yeah. Because we need a Captain America. I think and based on based on the success of. No way home, and then with multiverse coming out, I think they're probably going to wait and see where the where the wave crests, and if it if yeah. there is interest in in that story anymore. If we're just because if the multiverse of madness does what I think it's going to do, which is introduce you know mutants and Fantastic Four people and all sorts of stuff, it, there's it's a big world for, for Sam to fit into. They're going to have to find how he fits into that again. And it's interesting you say that it's a big world because it is. It's a it's a man in a suit with a shield doesn't even have the super soldier serum yeah and it's i love how the super soldier serum in the show was like the comp the compound v in was it compound v right compound v for the boys in season two. Oh yeah that's right yeah it was wasn't it yeah it became right? you know like like or or uh in the in also the Batman comics when made. he started taking venom when he started taking the bane serum stuff um yeah, absolutely. Pretty great. Yeah, so, and to see, you know, whatever Cap 4 will be at some point, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Anthony Mackie keep going with that character. Um, what was next? Uh, wait, do you not want to talk about, like, more? <laughs> no, 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 not that I don't. I'm just trying to think, like, what we, we're up to. Um, so we have WandaVision, then we have Falcon Winter Soldier. <clears throat> And then we have Loki. 
Okay. And then we have what if, which right. then leads up to which leads up to Hawkeye. And, and after Hawkeye, we have Moon Knight. Right. Okay. Cool. Did you? <clears throat> was there something else you wanted to talk about with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. No. no I, I don't think so. Yeah, that's okay. We, you know, we covered it, and and you know, if you if there's something that we missed that you really dug in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, ladies and gentlemen, please let us know in the comments or or hit Addy up on um on Instagram at uh, Filmatic Reviews. Um, just just because you can't comment on on um Spotify, you can only do it on Spotify. Here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So moving on from uh, uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is uh which is Baller, and we had Loki, which was honestly, excuse me. A big swing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, this was the one that I was very interested to see how they were going to pull it off. And, and, and yeah, it, be- it was, it became something that I don't even think Marvel was really super prepared for. Like, this is a phenomenon, this show. The character of Loki in general is, but the, var- the idea of variance um, is just so interesting and, and it's kind of the multiverse before the multiverse sort of thing so um you 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 jump into this one addy because i want to hear what your thoughts are i've got a few i have a few issues with it um which i'll which i'll broach and we'll, we'll, we'll see where you end up before we start, start talking about loki um i wear a ring on my hand that's usually the ring this is a whole tangent you can cut it out just I'm just talking to you okay yeah uh, it's a ring. I don't think you can see Jesus Christ. No, you can't. Um, I'll try it. I'll try. Okay. This is this is the ring from... Uh, can you see it written? Something written. I can see something on it, yeah. Yeah. So this is the ring uh, from the Lord of the Rings. It's the ring. Sure. <laughs> Where is that? Because the Lord of the Rings is fucking amazing. Yep. And uh, just just for this episode, um, I'm wearing this, which is a Loki. <laughs> it's a Loki ring. Very cool. I'm leaving that in. That's cool, man. That's staying in the podcast. He's got two baller ass rings, is what's happening, and one of them's got Loki horns on them. It's so cool. I yeah. love it. I love it. So okay, coming back. Um, coming back to Loki. <laughs> Loki was the most. Uh, as much as I love Wonder Vision. I wasn't really looking forward to it because I was like, what is this like that? I didn't know. But whereas Loki has always been my favorite, like the favorite villain. And uh, holy shit, we didn't talk about Baron Zemo in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because he wasn't there too. Jump back. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what can you say? What can you say about Daniel Brühl and um, and his, the, 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 10,000 hours of dancing gif or whatever the fuck it was like oh man that was such that was such a good like just flex or like just fucking fuck you to uh wb because there because there was it that was just one day where the fans were like hashtag release the zemo cut or hashtag <laughs> release zuma dancing and the next day it was all up on youtube it's just like one it. hour yeah. just came to right, well that's what you you get what you asked for i guess yeah. um yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do think they made him a little toothless in in some respects. They made him a little bit too much of a joke because he is outrageously yeah. threatening in in uh, Civil War. Civil War. They kind of made him a little bit of a parody, but they put him in the mask. So 
Yeah, that, that's all. That, that's all that mattered, right? Yeah, Just man. him in the mask. It looked good. It looked really good. It didn't look like carpet, like I thought it was going to. Because <laughs> it does. It looks like carpet. But uh, yeah, very cool. So sorry, Loki. You were saying? Yeah, uh, Loki was the one that I was really looking forward to mm-hmm. because he's been he's been one of my favorite characters, and I I bawled my eyes out when he died in Infinity War. Infinity War. Endgame? Um, oh, no, it was Infinity yeah. War, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. It was Infinity War. And, uh, like, just a bit of previous, um, Kevin Feige said that in the opening five minutes of Infinity War, you will know why Thanos is the biggest and baddest villain we have ever seen in the MCU. Mm. And uh, it's a leader from Thor Ragnarok where we see that the Hulk is, like, legitimately the strongest avenger because the amount of shit he pulls in that movie is fucking amazing <laughs> fighting the giant wolf i've been waiting yeah. years to see hulk fight a giant wolf so good yeah and so what Thanos does is um well loki as a character before before the loki show is the reason why the avengers even exist Sure. So, so when we open, we Thanos has Thor in his in his hands, almost dead. Right, one of the strongest people we know in the whole universe is almost dying in his hands. He has he spars with the Hulk just to see what the fuck he can do, and then beats the fuck out of him. Using martial arts, man, he's doing like bobs and weaves and all sorts of stuff. It's super cool. He kills Heimdall, which is which is like the biggest F you you can give to Thor. Mm. And he kills the the reason why the Avengers exist in the first place. Yeah. In the first five minutes, which just goes to show how just how amazingly thought of it was this whole arc or the Infinity Saga. With him just just and it's his film. Infinity War is Thanos' film. We start with him and we end with him. It's it's his success story. It and is. It's, it actually, if you sorry to cut you off, if you track that film using the uh, save the cat screenwriting technique, which I've talked about before, where you hit certain beats on certain pages and make sure your act structure's right and your arcs are going here and then like that, it, it's the hero story. Infinity War absolutely does that, except Thanos is the hero. Yeah. In in the way that you write that, and and um, there was, there, someone did a video on it. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Studio Binder. And I was like, holy shit! No wonder that's so satisfying because it's exactly what you want, but it's just for the wrong dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, that it, it, it is his film, absolutely. Yeah. I was kind of bummed out because uh, I fell in the Loki. That was like, um, that was in Thor Ragnarok where he he was a brother to Thor and uh, he did care about him. Mm. And there's that beautiful scene in Ragnarok where they talk in the elevator, where Thor says, "Well, of course you'd like to stay here. There's there's no responsibility and there's and you'd love it here." And uh, he said, that "I I I do care about you and I cried for you." But we just don't have that relationship that, that I wanted, and uh, and he saves Thor's life in in Infinity War. I I hate 
that I love the way that they killed him. But then when they announced that they were going to do a show, I was like, oh, cool. So he's actually not dead. And then they're like, no, it's it's the Loki that went back from the Avengers Endgame timeline. I was like, oh, fuck. Man. Mm. Like uh, dealing with another villainous Loki is just like, that's so much. That's so 2012, which is 10 years ago. True. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. He gets over it pretty quick, though. It's he, he, he does, becomes and, oh, a much more altruistic uh, journey by the time he, he gets to the end there. Um, particularly when he starts interacting with his own variant, like the female version of himself, and they make out and shit. It's like they, you gotta have wait, a lot. They of, did. What? Sorry. They yeah. Did, did they not? Did they? I thought they did. Did they? Check. Let us know in the comments. I was sure no. there's a there's a kissing scene. There is. There, there's one, but like in the last episode where she throws him off on on the portal. Oh, that's like the right. one. The one that you're talking about with the, with the, where they're sitting together in in Lamentus one or Lamentus seven wherever it is where it's all just coming down is that the one that you're talking about with yeah, the kiss? Yeah, I, I thought there was a kiss in yeah. there. There's not, is there? Uh, uh, yeah, they they hold hands. Come on, dude. Whatever. I don't know. I <laughs> sexy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah sexy stuff all the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think but, the, oh. that was that was probably my the part about it that I liked the most. Honestly, I, I don't remember it well. I, I didn't, it didn't do for me what I was hoping to. Maybe on reappraisal it would. I really enjoy um, uh, Owen Wilson in it. I think he's great. I like the idea of an agency that hunts down variants because they affect the timelines. And I also like the fact that the villain is hiding in apocalypses, in timelines, hiding in places where it, they can't be tracked. Um, some really, really ingenious, like fourth dimensional ideas going on in there. But as a narrative, it was real. It was super sticky to me. I just couldn't. There wasn't anything really to kind of grab onto. You were just kind of watching things happen. I never engaged in the way that I did with the other shows, yeah. and then particularly when they bring in um, Krang the Conqueror at the end, or a version of him. Well, Krang the Conqueror, yeah. He he's the one that we're getting though. Yeah, well, like that, that that's the Quantum that's Mania. the Kang the Conqueror as he should be, and then like Quantum Mania is like the villainous one. Other right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So and that's, we're that's we're fine. never getting that version again. Which yeah. is Waller. It it just said it it was real. I don't. I hate saying this because I don't like being negative about stuff, but it just felt a little bit lazy in that they're just at the end of that episode. It's just this guy explaining everything. I'm like, well, fucking. Surely you could have doled out this information even just in that last episode over time instead of having this exhibition. Exhibition? <laughs> I do that all the time. Exposition machine turn up at the end. And that guy was... I, he's, he's been in a few things. He was in um, How Do They Fall and uh, Lovecraft Country. And he's a perfectly yeah. fine actor, but I just I didn't dig him in this. It just didn't... Whatever they were trying to do, it didn't work on me personally, Regs. But how did you sort of feel about how it wrapped up? Because it was like, oh, yeah, we're done. But season two is right around the corner. They were real, real. No, it's not. It's coming in 25. It's well, not I know, but they were like, they, it's the only one they've been and, and said, we're definitely doing another season. season. Doing it. Yeah. Right, and that, that leads into like, all right, first of all, I love Owen Wilson. He's one of my favorite actors. And I know Owen Wilson from the Wes Anderson era. So I actually do love him. 
Yeah. I'm not just saying that. Back before he was famous. Wow. Like back before he was like super famous for doing that. Everyone's got a wow. It's like everyone's got a Christopher Walken, you know? Yeah. I I, I read this like uh, when, it was go- when it was going on, when Loki was on air, um, that <laughs> I don't think it's true, but it's so funny that there was an article saying that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> there was an article saying that Owen Wilson uh, had a that's his name right Owen Wilson yeah, yeah. that's definitely his name he has a brother yeah. named Luke oh yeah who's all the amazing yeah he's all of them are amazing yeah check out Wes Anderson that's all I'm saying sure yeah do yeah um, um, copy missed yeah so there was a I guess it was fake article saying that Owen Wilson was uh, he came up with an agreement with Marvel that, and his like his okay to doing Loki was that they were not good. They were not going to put. They were not going to put a single wow in his script. <laughs> He's not doing. That. That's fair. Yes, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's any truth to that at all. Because it's yeah, you think they hey, you think they do it just out of you know, fan service. Yeah. And it's, it's the, and you're like, you're absolutely right. And you know, it's absolutely fine to wonder about the contract because again, we live in a world where Henry Cavill was signed a contract that was a mustache. So we do live in a world. Like I that. can't even with the mustache. It just <laughs> is. I mean, the beginning of that justice league film is fucking unsettling. He looks like Gumby. It's so weird, man. <laughs> And that's totally whoever produced, you know, Mission Impossible being like, fuck you, mustache. Like, (laughs) do you know how easy it is to put a fake mustache on someone and have it look legit? It's super easy. You know what's not easy? Taking it off someone's face using a computer. I just, anyway, that's weird. Um, Loki, Uh, back to Loki. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about your huge truck that drives past my house and makes a lot of noise. Tell me what you thought of the ending. Uh, right. So I love, I love the ending, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's more of what it's more of what what came before that that made me love it even more. Is that we had one vision with this epic finale, and then we had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That at the end it says. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Again, with this epic epic finale with him showing up in the suit and the shield and all that. Mm. It was so interesting to see, like, having those two and then having Loki, where it's just a dude. Like, you're expecting, like, this big armored guy to show up and it's just a dude just sitting down in the elevator eating an apple. <laughs> it was funny, but it was also like, damn, dude, that's fucking awesome Yeah, for me. For me, I, I get, I get, I absolutely get your point of why you didn't like it. it I guess it was a lead up to something that didn't really pay off, correct? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, for, for, like I said, for me, I'm, I'm just not judging it too harshly. Just saying, for me, it didn't work, whatever reason. Um, I do think that villains eating is always good. I yeah. think people seem more villainous when they're eating in situations where they shouldn't be eating. Like that was that's a pretty tense situation. You have a fucking shrimp cocktail or whatever the hell it was. 
It was an apple, wasn't it? It wasn't a shrimp cocktail. It was it, ludicrous. Um, it, was a, it was a green apple. Yeah, exactly. And there's, I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, Adam and Eve imagery going on there. Um, of course. So anything else about the Loki? Just because we've, we've got the other shows to get to as well. Sorry. No, no, no. Is- I'm not. I'm just saying like we've, you know, we've got things to cover and I've said everything I need to say about Loki. So, oh, apart from Loki the fact is that um, the, the, the variance in that, the, the, the other dimension and one of them's... Um, uh, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, like fucking yes, please. I win the podcast. <laughs> you do. You win the podcast again. That's two in a row. You're winning them too often. I can't. I can't even contend. Um, yeah, it's so so cool. Yeah, when I saw Richard E. Grant and the way, like, dude, that, like, that scene where he just he sh- he shows up with the whole of Asgard as an illusion. Where can you ever imagine seeing that? Mm. He's like glorious purpose, and then he just gets eaten by the the cloud. Yeah, such a good good you know little button into his his tiny tiny yeah. little arc that he got. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's what a- was your theory? Wait, sorry, I have to ask you though. What was your theory about what his version of Loki was? Because I had because I had mine. Who who it was? Yeah, or like was it possible that we we had seen that Loki before getting into the show? Um, I just assumed it was an older version of the one that we got who didn't die in Infinity War. You know, that, yeah. that variant was came from a place where he actually, you know, managed to sway Thanos into taking him under his wing as one of his cohorts and he did his job, um, but the Avengers still prevailed. I don't know. It's um, That's the interesting thing about it is that the, the, the what-ifs, funnily enough, um, you know what these var- where these variants came from, and the, the minor minor changes within the universes that could have happened to get them to that particular point. Why was that? What you were thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, because he because he says that <clears throat> that he was he was successful with just disappearing and like having the whole world thing that he was dead. Mm. But then he became lonely after a certain time, and uh, he knew that Thor was alive, and so the TVA didn't didn't catch him. But when he decided to go and meet up with Thor, that's when they showed up and they said, "Well, now you're in our custody." Right. And that, that's a that's a really baller move because then from because then what that provides is that then it was my Loki that died there, and which is like kind of um, not taking away from the fact that he died in Infinity War, but just just showing that how well thought it was like each and every variant, especially Sylvie that we haven't talked about. But mm. her, I forget the name of the actress, but her acting and her chemistry with uh, Tom Hiddleston is just, it's mind-blowing how it fits so perfectly where where Tom Hiddleston's Loki is like, well, I know you because you're Loki. And, and she's like, no. You're my variant. It's it's a it's a superior version of what just Loki is just baller. Yeah, yeah, that's actually really cool that they they have a hierarchy within the fact that you know what there is a superiority going on. Um, the actress' name was uh, Sophie DiMartino or DiMartino, and she's um she's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's super cool. I like her a lot. She's a year younger. And than like. Me. And she had the whole, Sorry, what was that? 
and she has the horn things where I've always loved Loki with horns. Yeah, I dig that look too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why they, they steered so away from it. I mean, you know, yeah, because uh, Tom Hiddleston's got lovely hair, so. Well, that's not actually his hair, though. It's just a wig. So that's why it's so lovely, because he doesn't have to shampoo and rinse and shampoo again, because he's got amazing hair already. You know, it's horse hair or something, probably. But um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a good show. It's a good show. I just didn't didn't grab me the way the other ones had as yet. But it might yet. I mean, season two might be the best thing that's ever been made by humans. It did be like peak MCU when it, when it did drop because the visuals in that series are amazing. Yeah. It was playing and- in, in the, the, like they put money into these shows, but they put a lot of money into that show. There was not, not, not much in the way of um, uh, take twos. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was, it would look like, yeah, they got that right on day one, kind of thing. Especially the um, that that the destruction of the different worlds. Oh yeah, really super cool. Um, so let's move on to uh, what if was the next one. It was what. If. Now I don't have an enormous opinion on this one, only because I found them the the episodes. Uh, I enjoyed the Agent Carter one in particular. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, but I found them real consumable, and 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 I you know, wasn't thinking about them as soon as they were over. Do you know what I mean? I get what you mean. Uh, the what if or what if show was like the first time I did uh, weekly reviews, which was so I had spoiler free reviews for the whole of what if, except the last one. Because then there was no episode say there was no like yeah you just have to worry about it anymore yeah I get it yeah, it makes <laughs> yeah. sense it's like okay fuck it it's over yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah um what if was a very interesting idea for me but it was something that was very poorly executed if that makes sense yeah which is a shame because the animation style <clears throat> is great and the story ideas are really good but they just they made some and I know that it's all what if and hey if you hire jeffrey wright to voice oh Watu, yeah that, that was awesome like yes that would i would turn up just to listen to him talk every week there was a couple of storylines there that I, I i enjoyed the um the episode where t'challa was star lord yeah that, that was the highlight for me as well yeah i think that was really cool and it also gave us the, the final performance from from Chadwick. Chadwick um, you know what? A, what a legend coming back to do something like that. You know, not a lot of the other cast did. Not of the big cast anyway. Yeah, not the big but, cast. But um, you know, and the zombie one was pretty cool. You know, Marvel Zombies is a, is a was a, a comic series, so it's cool they got to do that and everything. But the thing that really bugged me and where I kind of turned off was where I understand that T'Challa is is a remarkable character and is a king and a leader of men, but that he managed to flip Thanos, like get fucked. Like take, talk about taking someone's power away. That's no, he would not do that. That as I don't know what he said to him, what the conversation was, but to convince the mad Titan that his idea of galactic genocide was not the way to go. No. Well, it takes takes all the conviction away from that character. Yeah, that that is true. I will give you that. That 
that was a bit weird. And he showed up, I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, what? Why? And he's just a ravager. He's like, yeah, well, you know, he gave me a talking to or whatever he says. You know, I just thought about yeah. it differently. Like, no, you didn't. But- you, some snaps, snaps, mate. And everybody did. That's your whole shit. Yeah, it just kind of took away. It was the same in Loki when he opens the drawer and there's a whole bunch of infinity stones in there. I'm like, well, come yeah. on. Are we going to do it or are we going to do it? You know? Oh, I dropped my pen. I caught it though, which is amazing. Um, I'm spying. Hey, hey, hey. you got to do it. You got to do it. Check. Yeah, have you seen that video of the kid with the water? <laughs> I don't know it. if it's staged or not, but it's so cool. That's so cool. Because like, you'd have to check. Like, am I spider man? No. Oh, well, back to my chicken nuggets or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, so, but I, that's, that's my opinion. It, it was fine, but yeah, totally consumable and, and, you know, gone pretty much the, the following day. I, I didn't really go back and think about them. What was your experience with it? Um, yeah, just going back to the Thanos thing. Um, I don't think that he's actually talked him out of it. He's talked him out of it for the time being. Because when okay. they go back to, when, that's cool. That gives, like that, you, that gives you a bit of closure. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I'm simple like that. Yeah, because when, when they go back to Wakanda in the episode, which was just like, why would you do that? Like, you have this whole, like, Guardians of the Galaxy type thing all like, already set. Why'd you go back to Earth then? Which is... But anyway, he... And he's... Uh, Thanos is explaining to Akoye, which is the... Which is a Wakandan king guard. Mm-hmm. Or crown guard? I don't know. Crown God, probably, um, and he's explaining why it's why it's supposed to or why it needs to happen, and he's like, so she's like, uh, are you doing so? This is galactic genocide. Then and he's like, no, it's not genocide because it's a random. It's just that one line. So he's like, I've not given up on this, but until that <laughs> man is until that man is alive, I'll respect him. Which okay, sure. I like that. I, I like that. Is yeah, no, it's still my idea. Um, I'm just going to put it off until Star Lord T'Challa is not looking. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. But again, that uh, that episode also ends with uh, in memory of our friend uh, Chadwick Boseman, which was it was amazing for it. It's just that that was a selling point for at least for that episode was that it was his last uh, performance. Mm. But then again, it wasn't because he was also there in, uh, the, in the last fight. One, yeah. I think. Which yeah, the, I, I, was I took it the last that episode? as. The, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the last one. I took that as the assemb- uh, Avengers Assemble episode. Yeah. Which was so baller for like just it was so amazing to like finally see that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty it's cool. it's not a payoff in any way. But it's it's awesome that you can do the shit with animation, and that and I think and it's canon, so you have to watch it. But I think the reason why they actually did it was um, because at this point we have Doctor Strange coming out next month. Jesus, that is quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a less than a month away. Yeah, sixth uh, of May. Yeah. And we're recording this on 18th of April. April. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and that episode of, uh, is it Doctor Sin Supreme? Or just yeah, Dark? 
the 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 evil uh, version <laughs> yeah. of, of Doctor Strange is definitely in that movie. Uh, you know, he's the one who yeah. says in the trailer things just got out of hand. And that's and that it and that is exactly why I think what if was like the whole conception behind it was that we have to release it before we release Multiverse of Madness mm. because and that's that's my favorite episode of the whole show is because it's the first time that you see Marvel in a, in a dark place where there's there's no jokes there's no oversaturation it's just dark and gritty and it's it's kind of very well fitting with Sam Raimi's stuff. It's weird how when that film, when when they were making that show, they they had no idea that Sam Raimi would, would be making Multiverse of Madness. But here we are. Well, at that point, it was still the original director of of, uh, of Doctor Strange who who, who stepped away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the that's the thing, you know, with with Multiverse of Madness, it kind of looks like it's going to be mirthless. By by the, what they're dealing with, the themes they're dealing with. I mean, it is going to be PG. That came out this week, and I don't know why everybody's so surprised. But yeah. uh, you know, it's still going to be a Sam Raimi picture. He lives in the horror genre. You know, he made one of the the best horror series of all time, the Evil Dead series. Um, I, I feel like it's not going to have. It'll have a tone that that episode of What If kind of set up. Uh, which is I'm 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 here for it. Why not? You know, let's let's try and be a little bit more serious. We're talking about some pretty intense stuff. The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, you know, I they're kind of it looks like there's no real set down villain as yet. There's kind of a few different things happening and you you know, they're keeping it storm, which is a good idea. But yeah, if they do stick with a darker tone and, and, and have it be a little bit more like that that particular episode of What If, I'm I'm totally on board. Let's see what that is. Let's see what that is because it hasn't yeah. been that for a long time. Last time we saw Doctor Strange, he was fucking yucking it up with Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, on that note, um, do, you th- do you think he casted another spell so that he can remember who Peter Parker is? I don't know because... It seems as though something else has happened. Um, yeah. Or the spell that he... Because you never saw the effect of the spell in its entirety that he cast at the end of No Way Home. All you see is Peter not being remembered and reacting to that. So people know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know who Peter Parker is or that they're the same person. But the out, the, the larger effects of that... Okay, well, if that's the case... What doesn't get? What doesn't happen? What doesn't get done? Does it change the past entirely? Because if it doesn't, then people are going to remember things the wrong way. Yeah, um, I think the I think the moral consensus of it is that even though people know who Spider Man, or at that point, like like Tony Stark knew who Spider Man is, right? Is is Peter Parker? Now, big here's the biggest thing: is that. Do the dead know who Peter Parker is, or like do they still remember in, mm. in the in their memory if there is an afterlife in the MCU? Yeah, well, but, that's that's mm, I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like uh, what they were going with was that every person who has a memory with Peter Parker in the Spider-Man suit but without the mask just has the mask on. They don't know who Peter Parker is, so in their memory they were talking to Spider-Man. Right. Okay. Which which kind of works, but 
just seeing that like if you go back and watch no way home and the first time he goes to goes to dr change and he fucks up the spell you you can see that he adds a sixth ring so that he it's him who's saying that he can remember who peter parker is so i i don't get why he wouldn't do that in that um in the final fight but we'll see what happens i'm, I'm pretty sure like, uh, sorry no go ahead I'm, yeah i'm i'm pretty sure spider-man's not going to show up in multiverse of madness mm. andrew garfield spider-man shows up in multiverse of madness i am jumping off a cliff you will you will you have a heart attack <laughs> i'll get a call I know. from your parents and being like addy's heart exploded in his chest because of andrew garfield i'm like fucking andrew garfield i'm gonna get him and then i will spend my life hunting him down like craven um <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see that happening either. I, they're definitely going to bring in, you know, new characters, and it's and it's a way to kind of bulk out the, now that they have their entire catalog back. Um, hopefully, by way of a really really cool story. But um, yeah, as far as what if goes, looks good, but um, it's uh, it's like cereal. It, 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 there's not a lot of nutritional value there. Um, so next after that was something that me and Addy have talked about at length, so we won't spend heaps of time on it here, but um, the Hawkeye series, what a wonderful, what a wonderful piece of television. I love this series so much. I love this series so much because of what came out of it. I was, I was not looking forward to it, but uh, really? yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. Yeah. <clears throat> they were, I was watching the making Wait, of. I can't hear night. you. You can't hear me? Can you say something? Jesus. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. I can hear you now. I hope you enjoyed that little glitch there, ladies and gentlemen. That's podcasting. Uh, I was watching the making of last night and um, they were talking about, you know, the, the conversations around what are we going to do with Hawkeye were happening in, you know, 2017 or whatever, um, you know, and, and then up to Endgame when he became Ronan. They were like, how are we going to deal with this and how can we deal with it in two hours? Well, we can't. So let's talk about what his, how do we give him a satisfying arc in a series? And and Jeremy Renner is one of the best actors they have on in their in their stable, and he's so good as that character. He understands Clint so well, and he's so human. He plays human. He never plays Hero. over the top. He's a soldier. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. He's a weapon, and he says that a lot. And the, like I've said in 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 the reviews that we wrote, that film that TV show showed you the very human cost of an inhuman war um and it's it's so it's so pitch perfect as well it had so much class and and sheen but it was also it, it dealt with real shit like the fact that he was a murderer for a good long while he was an assassin and no one was telling him to do this he was just going out there and murking dudes and Kate comes in and she is, you know, a, a balm to that, and he doesn't realize it straight away, you know. And his the, the his family, he's trying to have the family life while constantly looking over his shoulder, and she helps him get closure on that, and then herself becomes the hero. And the fact that it opens with her seeing him jump from the roof in Avengers. That was perfect, man. It really is. It's it's such a well crafted <laughs> series. It was so well directed, really practical by by all reports. Like you know, they do set extensions and things like that, but 
it was shot for real like the car chase scene where they use the fucking pim arrow um or like you know on the thing to make the arrow big um really cool but the car chase part of it is all legit that they're on a rig and they're actually chasing going down streets at, at speed um you know they had to learn how to fight properly so the fight choreographer who is scarlett johansson stunt double was like how do we make this live in the reality of the spaces and they you know would sort of figure it out based on where they were there wasn't a lot of cg going on it was just real stunt people doing real stuff I and mean, then the cg the arrows and all that kind of stuff but it just had a it had a groundedness while still living in the world and also living in new parts of the world because you bring d'onofrio in which is oh yeah fantastic and then you're like that legitimized all of us who were going hey remember the daredevil series which fucking ruled where's that and that that sort of happened and then you know you get him coming in uh, uh daredevil actually in that was matt murdoch in no way home and it kind of you know makes you feel good makes you be like yeah it's it's all coming together you know and yeah like i said i love jeremy renner um uh viga famara is so great in that the swordsman i, I don't know the actor's name it's so funny the tracksuit mafia, like great legendary Marvel villains. And then to have it be, you know, a real threat of having D'Onofrio's kingpin. And it's got to be said, Hayley Steinfeld is one of the most talented actresses, uh, talented actors, regardless of gender, working in, in, in the industry. She She's never the same. She has the same delivery and quirks and things like that. But I never see her... I never see her in it. I see the character. And she yeah. and having just read the the graphic novel, she embodies Kate Bishop in a way that I think most of the actors in the MCU struggled to do until they got to at least the second Avengers picture. And she did it like on from Jump Street. Um yeah, I I adore the series. I'm going to it's going to be one of those things that I watch every Christmas now. Um yeah, God bless it. God bless Hawkeye. He's always been a fave. How, how, you know, like I said, if you want to sort of see me and Addy break this stuff down, you can go back on the Instagram pages and, and have a look at the, the weekly roundup we did. Um, but Addy, please tell me about your Hawkeye-ness. My Hawkeye-ness. Your okay. Hawkeye-ness. Your Hawkeye-ness. <laughs> no. There's no. Nope. No. Nobody. Hawkeye-ness is actually the name of a Swedish metal band. No, I don't know if it is. It's a good name, though. Good name for a band. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hawkeyness. Yeah! Metal, metal. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Sorry. Please go. Tell me about your love of Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> again, I wasn't looking forward to it. And I wasn't, like... I don't think I was planning to ever write about it anyway. Because right before that, I did uh, weekly uh, spoiler-free reviews for What If, and pe- people didn't like What If, so they so they didn't read my reviews. I, I fucking read them. <laughs> you did, which I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I put it on my story. That should I do a weekly uh, spoiler-free review uh, for Hawkeye? And then so you say yes. And then I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it then. And then you're like, do you want me to help you out with this? I'm like, Sure, man. <laughs> and I, I literally I, I, meant be, be an editor for you. I, I was like, you can send me your your copy and I'll proof it and, and you know, jazz it up and, you know, that kind of thing. And you were like, no, let's just write 
the episode reviews together. Um, so much fun, so much fun. And on on and it happened. I mean, if it had a sucked, it wouldn't have been great. But luckily, it was. Yeah, awesome. but luckily you didn't. Yeah. Um, Haley Seinfeld is amazing. She she's just amazing in everything she does. Mm. Um, again, I'm gonna go a bit of a tangent here. Uh, she she also voices uh, Vi in uh, Netflix's Arcane, which is the one of the best shows on Netflix right now. And I had you watch it. Yeah, you you got because, me onto it. You're like, hey, peep this show, and it is it's probably it's the best thing I've seen on Netflix. That and um, Death, Love, and Robots, are my favorite things on Netflix. Okay. You haven't seen Death, Love, and Robots? Oh yeah. Yeah, I love that show. So good anthologies, I, I, I adore. You know, the animation and in, in particular, you know, I love and it's uh, yeah, it's such a it's such a great series. But Arcane's incredible, such such an inc- amazing storytelling. Um, the animation is the best you'll ever see. It doesn't get any better than that. And I'm talking that's up there with you know we we're making jokes last week about the DC animated universe not being anywhere close to Studio Ghibli or, or um or Pixar or whatever. Arcane absolutely sure. is. It, it's, it's Arcane's there with Studio Ghibli for sure. Top tier, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, she does. She she's the lead, isn't she? Uh, I don't think Vi is the lead, but she's in the lead role. Yeah. Like it's an ensemble, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so Haley Steinfeld is amazing. But I wasn't sold on Kate Bishop because I had no idea what this character was. Mm. Up until now, we we really did know a bit more about the characters than the whole world else. Whole world. <laughs> but I'm uh, yeah, and so I was like, "Cool, man. Uh, I guess I, I guess I'll watch it." And then the that first episode dropped, and it was. It was so different than everything else that the Disney Plus shows were. Mm. It and I think the Hawkeye is the only show that felt that felt real in in a world of MCU. Where you watch that show and you're like, "Huh, it's not as different as we we might think." Like, of course, we don't have aliens attacking our cities every two weeks. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A matter of time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They're all coming. The Fargonauts or the Wallatons or the Mbops or whatever the alien races are going to end up being called. They're coming, all right? And they want our water and our and our, our chicken McNuggets. That's all they want. They want water and chicken Water and chicken nuggets and then they'll fuck off. <laughs> Leave us a barren wasteland of not not an ounce of water on planet Earth left, and no chickens. <laughs> that's well, that's being... coming anyway. That's yeah, that's any day anyway. now. Yeah, tell me about it. Not that I give a shit. I'm gonna eat chickens, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, if they do, this may be a conspiracy theorist. I'm only joking. I don't think the aliens are actually coming. But you're right. It does. It's very very grounded. In people use that word a lot. They throw it around like, oh, it's a grounded real show. It was. It was. Fucking about human beings who were had very specific talents and were masters of their their particular craft, being archery and 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 you know ass kickery, and um, you know, but it was shot in New York and then Atlanta for New York, like before stunt people and and car rigs and makeup and you know not a lot of uh, not a lot of gloss, 
there was maybe two CG shots that I noticed because that was a giant arrow or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it didn't, it didn't really. Dropped. Yeah, so clever. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, and you don't even see it. You don't even see it. It's it's on the close up, but it's the close up is on Kit. Yeah. Or yeah, it's on Kit. And they're like, what's what's that blue thing? I think I recognize it. And then it focuses for a second. You're like, Pim, what the fuck? What? Why Pim? Why Pim? And then it hits it. And then you hit it and you get it at the same time as, as everyone else does. It just drops down. Nothing I like more than awesome. getting information at the same time as the characters. It's so good. But uh, yeah, it's much more living in reality than the other shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that scene with uh, Clint Barton and his kid on the phone. Oh, well, I'm going to get to that because we'll do that as like our favorite oh, yeah. moments because it is f- absolutely heartbreaking. And that only works because Hayley Steinfeld and, and is it Steinfeld? Steinfeld, yeah. Steinfeld and, and Jeremy Renner are world-class actors. You know, that is two people in a room with a telephone with no one on the other end of it. And it's, a, it's an over, over two shots. It's over her shoulder. It's over his shoulder. And that was it. And that was that, that's one of the scenes that stands out for me in that entire show because it was just the reality of, of what he has to deal with as a, as a broken, his body being broken from this that he then can't communicate with his son. We'll talk about it in a sec. But yeah, super powerful show. Um, I, I, I really hoped that they would do more with it i think it's going to be kind of a standalone but if you want to um if you want to go ahead and make a a kate bishop show and maybe he drops in for an episode every now and again yeah i would love that yeah there's that great video of um when they're doing the press tour for it and kevin feige's there and oh yeah he's not there isn't he behind them yeah, he's behind them, but the video is not on the internet anymore. I've searched so much. Oh, really? Because it was definitely... It's not there. Yeah. yeah he's just like, can yeah. I speak? And he just stares. Like, like no. Because <laughs> the, the, the journalist says, um, Haley, can you tell us about Young Avengers? Because she's one of the Young Avengers. And she turns yeah. around and looks at Kevin Feige <laughs> and he looks at her like, if you open your mouth, I'm going to send actual archers to your house to kill you. Um and yeah, I think that they'd pull that from everywhere because I mean, clearly that's going to be the direction they go in. Oh, and I, for one, will love that. Like, I cannot wait for act- that actually to happen with like with Kate Bishop and now Spider Man in it. Hopefully, yeah. Like, or you know, uh, don't, don't even bring Miles in and put him in that. Bring Miles Morales in, put him in that. We, yeah, Hulkling. Um, you know, there's there's a whole opportunity. Um, Riri Williams, the the um, Ironheart, the Ironheart, make yeah. it fucking happen, and, and, my friend. Uh, and Wiccan and Speed from yeah, WandaVision. Exactly. Yeah, why not? You know, that's that's such fertile ground, and they've done a good job of setting up. You know what they what they could do with with characters that are you know perhaps less well known, which which leads I think nicely into the series that's currently running. Uh, we'll be up to season. We're up to episode four this week, um, and ladies and gentlemen, it's Moon Knight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, I said for God's sake, with all that people, friends, lovely human beings, uh, it's Moon Knight, and uh, it's crazy. I've been a fan of Moon Knight for a really long time. <clears throat> Character actually debuted in the series Werewolf by Night, um, and they're actually they're currently making a. Uh, a, a special about that for Disney Plus, 
um, bit of news dropped about that today that they're actually going with prosthetics as opposed to a CG werewolf. So I'm fucking here for that. Yeah, that's werewolves, cool. man. And I hope they bring uh, Oscar Isaac's mm-hmm. back. He has said that he's only he only signed on for a miniseries. He, they don't own him the way that they do everybody else. Yeah, so- actually, that's that's something they changed after Endgame. But every every contract is about the contract that is about the project that you're going to work on. Because they had they had contracts with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth for seven eight movies, and so that that meant that it was in com- it was a commitment for ten years. Yeah. And uh, I think it's I think it's good that you don't have the contractual so they can so you know Haley Stanfield can drop in to uh, do shoots for Hawkeye in the day and then go and then go to a recording booth and then give us why. Yeah. From marketing. Absolutely. But, <laughs> yeah, that, um, but it also gives a very uncertainty towards certain characters if they're going to show up ever again. Mm. The I think the only contract, like the the big con, like <clears throat> big con, uh, the big one, con. <laughs> like out of the out of the big contracts that they have with with the actors, I think. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the only one with that contract now. Ah, uh, the Cumberbun. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's 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 kind of he's a linchpin by which a lot of stuff is about to happen. So even if he drops out a fraction, he's still going to be pretty critical um, to, to the moving forward. You know, going what seems to be you know Moon Knight's a perfect example and Werewolf by Night. They seem to be going in a much more supernatural direction much more mystical direction as opposed to like what I would, what I thought was going to happen and maybe still will happen with, with the, the secret wars series and stuff going intergalactic, uh, you know, or the, the, you know, the fact that the scrolls are coming into it and whatnot, but definitely moon Knight plays in the realm of fantasy, Gothic fantasy and, and uh, this religious iconography going on. Um, it's also about mental uh, uh, mental illness. Uh, Oscar Isaac's. I mean, I think to get him for a Disney Plus series is insane, um, and and a, a testament to the material. Like he, he's written really well. It's a good show. I feel it's kind of slow. There's there's some stuff going I mean, on. We're we're on like we're on the end. Like this week in episode four, we get the we get the needle drop because that. Because the critics have said that episode four is when all hell goes loose, mm. which then leads us to just two more episodes, which oh we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, yeah. There, I think the, I mean, the, you go ahead. Sorry, no, no. Go on. Um, I feel like all the Disney Plus uh, projects that Marvel has done have been different from everything in the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. But also have been different from everything that they've done just in the Disney Plus genre, which is a testament to how amazing their team is, and uh, just the, the amazing people that work on these shows and you know bring these characters to life. It's amazing just to see how well crafted each show and each project is. And and to. To the specifics of the need of that show as well, it's you know a lot of the the directors of uh, the, you know um, is it Bert and Birdie from, uh, from the direct, yeah the directors of a few of the episodes of Hawkeye, two yeah. two females directing, which 
is great when you're trying to represent a young female character. Um, the, one of the directors of Moon Knight is is a, a gentleman from the Middle East, or he's Egyptian, I think. Uh, yeah, he's the showrunner. The showrunner. Show the showrunner's Egyptian, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mohammed Dieb. Yeah, and he like fantastic director. Fantastic. And it yeah. was when when it got to like I I really enjoy it. I have a problem with the costume. I don't mind that it sort of wraps around him. Summon the suit's a great calling card. I just feel like the, as hard as they try, visual artists struggle to recreate material. So his cape. I don't understand why the cape needs to be CG. Why can't it just be a cape? And and the, the wraps and stuff and the glowing eyes, it just kind of, there's shots where it looks really not as good as I, I would hope that it would. But again, I'm not a visual artist. I don't know what goes into all this stuff, a visual effects artist. Maybe I should cut, shut the fuck up because I don't know the first thing about it. But it is saved by the fact that the performance from Oscar Isaacs is, Oscar Isaacs? Yeah. Is Oscar Isaac outstanding uh and i'm so interested in in what you said to me because there was a scene in the most recent episode like at the end of episode two where they where he he opens the curtains and he's in egypt i was like now we're talking all right okay i'm thank you for speeding things up ethan hawke's great as a villain as well um used to be you know a a, a avatar for conshu such a cool idea and what he says. Sorry? He he says that he's the avatar for Conchu. Conchu hasn't confirmed it. That's true, yeah. And and Conchu as well being this, you know, malevolent. I, I love it. Yeah. He's he's I kind love of a, he's kind of a petulant child as well. He's a real you know, complains a lot. The visuals around it and and, and so on and just and but then the the his playing of it and then you said to me, because in the most recent episode um, I think it was uh, uh, Stephen comes out of it and he's talking to, um, what's the other? Mark. 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 And he's like, what have you done? He's like, I didn't do this. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to do. And then you were like, maybe we shouldn't say it. Oh, no, this will come out after the episode. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jake, isn't it? It has to be Jake, right? It yeah. has to be Jake Lockley. Yeah, and that's... If you if you give me that in the last three episodes, you have my attention. It's yeah, and Moon Knight's that the series is where they deal with that. Like his 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 comic series where they deal with the, those issues of him having, um, uh, it used to be called split personality disorder, but it's called something else now. Dis, dis, dissociative disorder or something. Dissociative identity disorder. Thank you very much, Doctor. Um, it's Doctor Addy here here to help you out. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just a film addict who won another point. Yeah, exactly. There's another another nerd point for Addy. He's doing very very well. Um, yeah, to to have that represented in in this way that they they don't actually know about each other up until a certain point. So so cool. So I'm really yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, we will see. We will see what yeah. we shall see. But how do you and, feel about uh, it? I, 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 like, um, like a lot of the shows, I didn't have any previous with Moon Knight. And I was like, okay. Uh, but I, I did some research about it, and he's a part of the Midnight Suns, right? With the team up with... 
Yeah, it's like uh, him and Ghost Rider and um, and and Blade and Punisher. Blade is Blade and Punisher. Yeah, all the kind of more adult characters. You know, the the people, the, the ones who get around at the night time, basically. Um, yeah, and that's the Batman. The Batmans of the of the Marvel universe. Yeah, the Batmans. Yeah, well, I mean, Moon Knight is a lot like Batman. Honestly, I think oh, yeah. they, they kind of he the, he's a. It's kind of a cross between that and the shadow a little bit and anyway but more to the point it's it's yeah it would be interesting to see if they can incorporate him in with those characters because they have they have ghost rider back now um and they have do they have ghost rider as a as a character back marvel i don't well ghost rider was the nicholas cage movie yeah and i don't think that they continued that but he's but in Agents I, of Shield. Well, I I haven't gotten to that part of Agents of Shield yet because I've just started it. I've ended season two, but now that all the well, what Disney Plus has done is that they've gotten all the shows back. So we have Agents returning, we have Daredevil returning, we have Punisher and uh, Defenders and Iron Fist, all of them coming back. Uh, to Disney Plus, not coming back as in renewed, but to Disney Plus. Yeah, the Plus shows now. are now available on Disney Plus, yeah. yeah which is a very important thing to to point out that they're not coming back as in renewals. Mm. They've just come to where they belong now. Yeah, under the same umbrella as everything else. And there's yeah. talk about, you know, bringing in uh, a Daredevil and Kingpin into the Echo series they're doing, Echo being the, the, the one of the main villains from Hawkeye. Um, uh, and and great awesome character uh yeah it'll be interesting to see you know if they can do that with moon knight too sort of pop him in here and there and daredevil could come into that and it's there's a lot of opportunity there that i think they would be wasting absolutely and oscar Isaac is also a very busy man he has he was apocalypse in uh, x-men apocalypse which didn't really do well no. and then he's he's miguel o'hara I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, was Spider Man 2099? Yeah. In uh, in Into the Spider Verse, he's there, there. He's there in Into the Spider Verse, the and end. then and then now across the Spider Verse. Yeah. This year and next year, part one and two, hopefully. And he's also and now he's, he was Poe Dameron. He's also Moonlight well Star Wars. Um, in, yeah. in, the, in the new films, not that you give a shit, but. Uh, and now he's Moon Knight as well. I, I as, again, as well, um, Hawkeye. We forgot to mention um, Florence Poe was was came back as Elena. Yeah, um, you know to hunt. Down. How can we forget? Clint, I know. I just because she thought that Clint was responsible for her daughter, her sister's death. Um, yeah, she's so great. Like the the, the scenes between her and Haley Steinfeld um, talking about the mac and cheese, just so sweet. And yet she and then. She, on a dime, she turns and becomes super threatening. And you're like, she's like, I'm going to kill you if you get in the way of me killing him. I don't care how much fucking macaroni and cheese we eat together. Such a cool character. Can't wait to see her become whatever she's going to become as well. Um, you know, give her a yeah, series. Well, it's interesting to see that we had Black Widow and Hawkeye uh, in the Infinity Saga where with Jeremy Renner and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I almost forgot that people are going to kill me. <laughs> forgot it was Yo-Yo Hansen. Yeah, that's her. And they had this uh, they had this chemistry together with people who've gone through certain things together. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's so it's so like poetic that we see these two hopefully the future black widow and the future hawkeye making a relationship together at, at least starting to which yeah, is and, and for some healing you know to perform yeah. because he needs it too um yeah absolutely i think there's it's it's pretty bright you know future um if they if they kind of if they play their cards right and i'll be interested to see what what oscar isaac decides to do is he, did he enjoy moon knight is it something that he's going to continue with can we find that character in other places they're making a blade movie there's no reason why he can't show up and help fight some werewolves and some vampires and blade did show up in the end of eternals with john snow himself yeah, that's with John. So the Black Knight is about had to kill some vamps as well. So um, yeah, there's we're definitely going into a supernatural place, and I'm 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 here for it, friends. We, yeah, like we spoke last time. Yeah, like we spoke last time about um, you know Justice League Dark is is one of my favorite areas of the DC universe because it deals with mysticism and magic, and that's that's more real to me than you know spaceships. And laser beams and scrolls and scrods and all that. I I enjoy ghosts and goblins myself. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all the shows, and they're pretty great. I don't actually know what's next. Is there something else coming that we're not aware of? Um, this summer we get Miss Marvel, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, right on, right on. Bit a bit a good. good- and- uh like very popular character as well um yeah just, I, just to like, see yeah just to see a new and younger uh character in the mcu again who could be a young avenger yeah you know oh, yeah definitely yeah, she absolutely is there, right? it has to be yeah i mean even if she's not in the books i don't i, don't, I haven't read the young avengers but that's that's a place to go and then you know eventually we'll get loki season two in 2048 or whenever the hell it is but um, it's uh, lots, lots on the offering. And again, like I said, clearly the model works. HBO has taken a, a, a cue out of this book and, and been like, let's make some DC series. They just released an image from Gotham Knights, uh, which was the which Bruce Wayne amazing. gravestone. Pretty cool. Um, people, people enjoy long form storytelling like this that isn't a two hour movie every three years. You know, this is... This is where it's at, especially post-pandemic when people are much more accustomed to being at home. Uh, yeah, sky, sky's the limit, really. Um, so before we finish up for the day, thank you very much again for, for listening. Episode four, we're so excited to be here. It's such a good time. Always look forward to these records so much. Yeah, um, and sorry, so, so well, I, I just have to say one thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, this episode This episode will drop after the robin episode correct because right now we have because we haven't dropped the robin episode yet which no, is my part, part two of episode three because it went quite long um but yeah so if yeah. you've listened to the robin episode which was the second part of episode three i hope you enjoyed all our robin chats which was mostly me blowing dick grayson um and do with that what you will <laughs> it was i talked about england i had to re-listen to it today to check to um to check the master on it and it was like is that all right yeah but it is good but i do talk about him a lot um but uh yeah thank you for coming along uh we hope you enjoyed your time with us today and yep. before we finish up we're just going to go through our favorite moments five i've got five how many do you have Addy? um i'm just gonna go out right now because i i don't have a list for, for this one Okay, that's fair enough. This you is weird. didn't do your research. God. 
podcast. I did my research. I I just didn't have I just didn't have a list. Damn podcasters. So here we go, folks. I've made a list. Addy hasn't. Um because he's not as good at podcasting as me. <laughs> that is true. I I can't write intros as well as he does. I do enjoy writing the intros. It's quite fun. Anything that's um uh, you know, a bit lyrical and silly. I, I really enjoy. So um, uh, these aren't in any particular order, but I'll just run through them and then maybe that'll trigger some for you as well. Um, alligator Loki. Uh, yes. N- that's it. <laughs> Enough said about that one. Um, give me an animated show. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, give me a whole program about Alligator Loki. I'll take it. Um I'm not sure what episode it was in, but in WandaVision where uh, uh, Monica Rambo starts coming out of the haze, starts coming out of the spell. And, yeah, and it was episode eight, I think. Was it? <clears throat> and and Wanda, it might have been a bit earlier than that, I'm not sure. And Wanda realizes what's happening and she switches from being whatever version of that she is. I think it's kind of like the okay, 70s. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I think it's the 70s kind of thing. Episode four, was it? Yeah. Yeah, And and she stops like being in character and she's like, you shouldn't be here. And I was legitimately frightened. And then she gets booted out of that bubble. So, so cool. Um, I really, really dug the uh, episode two of Moon Knight where Stephen has control of the body and uh, they tell him to summon the suit. And he summons a literal suit and it looks so cool. I love that look on Moon Knight, like with the white gloves and the the flat mask, um, you know, the round mask and then an actual really nice suit. And then he turns and goes, okay, wait, time out, everyone, time out. Let's just, we'll talk about this. Like just great comedy, but also great character work. Um, just so, so cool. Uh, my second favorite, my, th- these two are in order. My second favorite is the scene where Bucky is in uh, like the uh, uh, sorry, hang on. So Bucky and and Sam are in the mediation session with the shrink, and they're facing each other, and they've got like knees to knees kind of thing. That's super uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, it gets real when he says, "Why didn't you keep the shield?" You know, I'm not. This isn't verbatim, obviously, but. Why don't you keep the shield? And he says, it's more complicated than you understand. He's like, no, Steve left you that shield. That's that's your your purpose is to pick that shield up. And he's like, well, no, that's not. I, I don't have to do that. And he says, yeah, but he was if he was wrong about you, he was wrong about me. Mm-hmm. And and the the way that Sebastian Stan delivers that with like, I'm still broken and he's not around to help me fix myself anymore. So if he's not if he's not that, what am I? You know, what am I worth? Just g- wonderful acting, such great writing, and a really brutal moment. But the the the, the top tier of my favourite parts of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. I don't know why I said all that so staccato. I'm quite tired, I guess. Um, is the scene in Hawkeye after they've been in the battle with the tracksuit mafia and Echo and Hawkeye has lost his hearing aid and him and uh, um, Hayley Seinfeld's character are, you know, in, in, in Clint's apartment and the phone rings 
and he he can't pick it up obviously she does and it's his youngest son asking if he's going to be home for christmas and she has to relay what he's saying what the son is saying to hawkeye using a notepad and clint has to vamp pretending that he can hear his son but he can't and then at the end of it he just breaks and you see uh uh um kate recognizing what what is happening you know she's she's all laughs and giggles and she comes from real affluence and and privilege um she hasn't known hardship the way that clint has she's not a worker you know she's not a tradesperson the way that he is he's just a military man with a military family who has to deal with him going away and getting hurt and he's gotten hurt in a way that makes it impossible for him to communicate with his own son and she realizes that in that moment i i it doesn't take much to make me cry but it got me i don't have kids uh i i don't um have like a a a, a the same sort of situation would never happen to me. It couldn't, but I sympathize and I empathize with Clint so much in that moment. And I sympathize with Kate realizing that the person she thought was infallible, this hero that she looked up to was in fact, very, very human. Um, Yeah. They're my faves. I love it. Yeah. That's her. That's a real tear joker. It is. Absolutely. What what do you, you tell, tell me some of yours. So uh, my number five would be um, uh, Kang the Conqueror showing up in the final episode of Loki. Great. It was it's just very surprising. And like I said, it's just very uh, different from everything else that they've done, especially mm-hmm. in like the last episodes where everything feels a bit rushed. But where are you frozen? No, no, no. I'm just listening. Oh, <laughs> Second time. It's hard. I try not to talk over you. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Gang the Con- Gang the Conqueror showing up is absolutely number five. Right on. Uh, number four. It's a bit. It's a bit frightening, but I like in that situation. You can see Wanda break where White Vision comes up. Oh and, yeah. I forgot and about she, it. Sorry. Yep. Fucking <laughs> white vision. A white vision comes out, and and when she sees white vision, she's like, "Oh shit, this is actually him." Mm. Like, because subconsciously she knows that she created a vision, or maybe she doesn't, because she was just swept away by by just seeing him again. But then when he when he shows up, and she can she can like actually, and she's in that. She's in that state of mind where everything's falling apart and then you have him show up. It's, it's that sense of hope that you see in her eyes. And then when she and then when he grabs her face and tries to crush it, you you see all hell break loose. And it's just Elizabeth also in, in in her eyes and just interacting, just just showing all that brokenness and that anger and that just grief, which is the underlining uh, theme of, of the show. Mm. It's like grief and expectant and expected acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my number Yeah. My number uh num- number three is also from Wonder Vision, which is uh the ship of Theseus conversation between White Vision and uh Wonder Vision. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> so cool. And uh, when he gives him the, he gives him the memories back, or like restores the memories. When it's weird because like you see you see um, the vision ask white vision, or like just trying to touch him. He's like, may I? It's it's so like, it's so, it's so subtle that like you don't even imagine this could be written, and yet it is, and it's it's so amazingly well done. Just Paul Bettany's amazing actor. He is. He yeah. Again, one of the, one of the best actors they have working for him. Um, I, I adore him. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why we didn't do lines with this uh, this episode. Were favorite too, lines? Too many, yeah. Just too many, and then my list would just be stacked up with One Division. That's it. Yeah, be just you have to tell everyone just go and watch One Division, and every time they yeah. open their mouth, I love it. Yeah. Um, number two. Okay, number two. Yeah. Well, I guess my number two would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number two is uh, Sam Wilson showing up. Why are you laughing? No, they're just like, eh, fuck it. That's right. Sam Wilson. Don't give a shit. <laughs> is it him showing up in the gear? Yeah, it's him showing up in the in the whole suit at the end, just breaking the window and just climbing in. Yeah. Coming in. Uh, that scene. And, and another one in the episode where, like, when he's, when he's down after... Not down, but he, he saved someone and he's on the streets and people are watching. And then uh, there's this old uh, person who says, that's the Black Falcon. <laughs> and then the person <laughs> and the teenager beside him says, nah, that's Captain America. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, such a powerful moment for that character and, and, and also in terms of representation. So great. And Sam's you know, been Captain America in the comics for fucking years. It was only a matter of time. All right, number one. Yeah. Do you want a drum roll? No, no, no. It's fine. All right, fine. I won't do one. Um, I'll put my congas we... away. <laughs> put my congas. I'm going to go put my congas away now. I've got them all ready to do a big reveal. You're oh, going to fucking man. want my congas. Congas. No, we, we, can, we can do the drum roll for, uh, for the ranking. Okay. Uh, yeah, my number one is... So hard for me to not put to not put one division number one, but already give them two. Why not? There's no um, room. I would say my number one moment. Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. Uh, it's it's Evan. It's Evan Peters. Uh, Quicksilver showing up. Right on. Even okay. e- even though it's a joke, it's, it's like I said. You go back to the first uh, episode. You listen to me. <laughs> My first introduction is the X Men. Just him showing up. It's it was like giving it, it was giving a hug. Like expert level trolling, but fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just bad. Like that trolling just breaks my heart. <laughs> they could do so much <laughs> with that. It didn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, it didn't mean anything. But which also leads to my last point, which um, for like the whole multiverse saga, which is. I think what Marvel is doing is that they're acknowledging the franchises that exist, even with Spider-Man No Way Home. They're acknowledging that they existed and they're bringing in that and they're bringing those fans in saying that, yes, we're not ignoring them. They do exist. But now we have a timeline that we have to follow mm-hmm. that we've built for the, from the past, what, uh, 
13 years now. Yeah, 13 or 14 years. <clears throat> yeah. And so even though even though you've been fan of those uh, franchises and those characters, we will still have those characters, but give us a shot. And here's us just embracing all of the fans. We're bringing in Patrick, Patrick Stewart in for uh, Multiverse of Madness. There's yeah. no way that's not him. And I mean, it's definitely the actor. It, it might be a, a, like a, a total um, a, a red herring and it's he's playing a different character altogether. But I mean, the rumor is that he's going to be him. Professor X. Yeah. But yeah, it could be, you know, come out and he's goddamn, I don't know, someone else. <laughs> I can't think of anybody on the top of the head. But um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that, that seems like the way they're going. And you're absolutely right. They've, they've, they've earned the right for our patience. Absolutely. So, um, for the ranking, do mm-hmm. you do you want do you want to include Moon Knight? Because I feel it's a bit too early for Moon Knight to show up in the ranking. Well, yeah, well, we don't have to then. That's fine. I put it in my ranking, but that's that's okay. Well, then that's okay because I, did. I didn't put I, in my. Yeah, I, I know where I know how I feel about it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go down. Uh, um, number six. All right. Number six. What's yours? I don't have a number six. Why you didn't do Moon Knight? I I, I didn't include okay. Moon Knight. That's cool. Well, yeah, my number my number six uh, or five, if you don't include Moon Knight, is What If. Fair enough. And you? Uh, my number five is What If as well. There you go. Okay. Uh, my number five. Actually, this is going to confuse people. I'll just I'll forget forget Moon Knight. <laughs> forget that one. Uh, so that's five. So number but, four. Uh, wait, sorry. After the ranking, just say where you ranked, where you rank, um, Moon Knight right now. Not seen, or not seen episode four. After the ranking, then you tell us where you have ranked Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I see what you're saying. Okay. So um, in that case, my number five was what if your number five was what if my number four is Loki. Oh, uh, my number four is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Fair enough. Um, it's clearly you're a racist. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I did that the other day as well when I, you said that you didn't like Black Widow and I said you were sexist. <laughs> Look on your face is why I do it. It's super funny. He's not at all, ladies and gentlemen. He's like the most fucking sweetest person you'll ever meet in, in your life. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Um, my number three was WandaVision. My number um, three is yeah, gone. I you know I I love the show, but the the other ones just got me more. What was your number three? My number three is Loki. Right. Okay. All right. That makes total sense. Uh, my number two is Falcon Under Winter Soldier. I like that. I like a hint of German there. I love thought it. That you might enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Falcon Even Under Winter my... Soldier. Yeah. See? <laughs> That's a stereotype now. No, it's super is, isn't it? Yeah. Excuse that me to all of my, all of our German listeners. I adore you over there. And my, my favorite show of all time is also a German show called Dark. So I love it. Yeah, you keep to, I keep meaning to start that and then I forget and then I remember when I'm not anywhere near a television. I'm like, I'm gonna watch that show and I'm, you know, skydiving. Um it's not true, I've never skydived. You didn't yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> when are you skydiving? Too, too busy. Um uh, so yeah, my my number was two. Yeah, number two was Falcon Winter Soldier. What was your number two? My number two is Hawkeye. 
Yes, I thought that it might be. Um, well, my number one is Hawkeye. Um, I adore that show. And uh, give me more, give me more. And your number one must be... I'll get my kumbis. Hold on one second. I'm just going to go and grab my gem, babe. <laughs> now, what does it go? Um, my number one is WandaVision. Of course it is. Of course it is, ladies and gentlemen. What else would it possibly be? Remarkable television. It's remarkable in every way she performs. Yeah. And I just love it. And my theory is that White Vision, even though forgotten for the rest of the MCU after WandaVision, is going to show up in Multiverse of Madness and will okay. be the saving and is going to be the saving grace of the film and will save Scarlet Witch. If you're right about that, you're going to get burned at the stake because that's that's some like actual magic. Um, you're up there with Chris Angel and uh, the 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 other guy who um, sits in a box all the time. What's his name? David, David Blaine. David Blaine. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, and I'm as getting far as, all the names right. I'm getting all the names yeah, right. I'm, I'm so, so glad you're here. Otherwise, I'd be fucked. Um, yeah. So, uh, Moon Knight was going to be my number four. Uh, but again, I mean, it might end so amazing. I'll be like, you know what? That's that's the top now. But Hawkeye consistently got better episode after episode. And the first episode was amazing. So it had to be number one. But um, that looks like it's it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, all of ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls and everyone of <laughs> and all genders. everybody of all shapes and sizes and forms. Uh, we have a special treat for you. We do have questions this episode. Oh, do we? Holy shit. We do. Amazing. So I'm going to throw this on to you because I have my own uh, sort of opinion. I don't have a fully fleshed one. Okay. But uh, what do you think about the six-episode format um, of the Disney Plus shows? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I don't really care. Like I don't mind what episode length that you are as long as you're filling those episodes with the correct amount of story. So you can be six episodes and super tiresome, or you can be eight episodes and tight as fuck. Like it's just, it depends on how you're telling a story. So I do remember the the a Netflix series being a 13 episode series. It, was, it seemed like there was a lot of padding on some of those shows, particularly um, Iron Fist. Uh, and, and even the Defenders being eight probably should have been four. I think... It depends on how you spread the butter of your story onto that piece of toast. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I'm of the same opinion as well. Um, I do feel like I, I I don't remember how many episodes there were for What If. I'm pretty sure there were more than six, though. Is it six? Um, Maybe it was eight. Yeah, probably eight. But, um, yeah, I feel like the six-episode thing works when you have something like Hawkeye, where it's a, it's a, small, it's a small present for you on Christmas, and it's, it's not too long enough, and it ends on Christmas Day or whatever. And uh, it's, it's a, it's, I, think the, I think the Hawkeye show was the first one that I felt like did not have any filler episodes in it. Mm, like yeah. something that hint, that hinders the story because Loki had Loki had two filler episodes if I'm not wrong, mm. and 
what if was just filled with them filled yeah. with filler episodes what 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 if was nine episodes by the way yeah see uh, yeah that's you know like i said as long as it works it doesn't matter what episode length it is so absolutely next question. I, oh sorry go ahead I, yeah sorry i think moonlight is also benefiting from uh the six episode format agreed because you don't have to commit a lot and especially for like newcomers to the mcu uh if you see moon knight which i don't think has actual tie-ins from the mcu to saying that like uh like no i don't i don't think uh people like sorry not people <laughs> <laughs> I want to help I, you, but I, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I see the lost look on your face. I'm like, what is he saying? That's my that's my resting face. What's going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think like Captain America is gonna show up in Moon Knight. I don't no. think that's yeah, that, that fits the that fits the tone of the show. But I do think a six episode horror show. So for MCU works pretty well. I think Moon Knight is shaping to be that. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. A little bit more sheen on it, yeah. than, you know, for a normal horror. But yeah, I mean, they've come out and said the director and the showrunners come out and said we don't know where this sits in the timeline. Um, we weren't focusing yeah. on that. We were just trying to tell this story. So, absolutely. Uh, next is is Hawkeye interesting? I was planning on skipping it. Do not skip Hawkeye. Don't skip Hawkeye. I can't recommend it enough, whoever you are. Get exactly. It. And um, Hawkeye, I think going, moving forward, it, at least in the uh, in the street level heroes for the MCU, Hawkeye is going to be one of the most uh, influential ones because we'll have tie-ins to Kingpin and uh, the Kate Bishop and the Black Widow and yep. the, the Tracksuit Mafia. And Echo. Trust yeah. a bro, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Echo. A lot of bro going on, yeah. Uh, I loved that. Trust a bro. Yeah, they, they're, they're such great villains because they're so silly and so threatening at the same time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Get whatever you have to do to watch Hawkeye, do it right now. Stop what you're doing. I mean, don't get out of a moving car or anything, but, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, the last one is, what show deserves a season two since most of them are not getting it? Hawkeye! <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck did I say it like that? <laughs> oh, God, I've, got, I've gone completely off the rails, Eddie. I don't know what to tell you, mate. Um, yeah, no, Hawkeye, but, you know, and you, like I said, you, didn't need to, you don't even need to have um, him in it, you know, Kate. Bishop has taken up the mantle of Hawkeye. She does in the comics. Um, and, you know, Jeremy Renner just pops in for an episode here or there, cameo, maybe comes and helps her out, uh, definitely. And I I would like to see one for Wanda and Vision, but I don't know what that would be. Yeah, um, and I, I guess it's also getting a season two, as in uh, Agatha House of Harkness is a show that's in development mm-hmm. right now. So I guess it's a it's a sequel to the show, a or sequel a to Wonder Vision. Yeah, a prequel, and then I hope I hope a sequel as well, because mm. then we don't know where she is right now. Yeah, because because we know that she's in her mind, she's still in the hex. But yeah, I'm just excited to see Catherine Hunt again, like yeah, that, oh, man. which what was a, what oh, that was awesome. 
such a treasure that woman. What a what an amazing. I've liked her since I saw her in. What was the movie? Was it Step Brothers? I don't know. Oh, she's so good in Step Brothers. Don't. Yeah, and she's like just super sexually aggressive towards um, uh, what's his name? Oh. That's going to drive me nuts. What's the guy's name in Step Brothers? Sorry, everybody. This is the, she's sitting there going, I didn't fucking... Hey, hey, let's, let's, let's all search. Just give me clues. Give me clues. What has he been in? Um, he, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's one of the cop guys. Um, and he's also in uh, Boogie Nights. Um, and he's... John C. Riley. John C. Riley. That's amazing. You did it again. Every single time I couldn't come up with a name today, you have killed it, my friend. And that's wow. why we are podcasting buddies. I can't believe I got that. I know. I'm, I barely gave you any information at all. Um, did you? So you, you reckon WandaVision as well? What do you think for sequels? Uh, second seasons, right? Um, second season, I would go Hawkeye as well. Hawkeye. Yeah. I don't know why I'm making yeah. noises. I'm just having a really good time. Yeah. I would go Hawkeye as well. I What If is getting a season two for sure. That's yeah, in the making. They just said it on um, on IMDb that they're already yeah in production, which and, is uh, fine. Loki's you know, getting a season two as well. Be interesting. Yeah, Loki as well. But um, you know, and then Falcon gets its own, or you know, Cap and the Winter Soldier get Cap their own it. film and whatever. I'd say I'd say we come back. I say we come back to this question after the end of Moon Knight and see if Moon Knight deserves a sequel or, or a sequel, uh, season two or not. Yeah, cool. Because right. as as far as right now, as of episode three, I would not mind a season two. Yeah, agreed. We'll circle back then, perhaps next next episode. Um, and uh, that's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, yeah, for coming down. Episode four, hanging out with us for a little while. Hope you had a good time, and hope you uh, hope you feel like you know what I'm. I'm going to go and rewatch Hawkeye. I'm going to go on, or I'm going to go and rewatch WandaVision, or I'm going to watch some of this stuff for the first time because that's what it's all about. Like I said, sharing love and uh, talking about nerd stuff and having a good time with my pal Addy. Great to see you, man. You too. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we are. We are accidentally on Amazon uh, Music. <laughs> that still blows my mind. Amazon. No one else is going to get that apart from Australians. That's a song by a band called Frente, uh, called Accidentally Kelly Street. Anyway, that's lunacy. And we're on Spotify, and mm-hmm. we are we are on YouTube as yep. of now. And uh, yeah, so tell us what what else you want us to cover, uh, what movies you want us to cover, because. We are going to go in for movies as well now. I think this was the last last of the MCU that we we're supposed to do. Yeah, we, we kind of had an idea but, when we started. Like, we want to talk about the MCU and the DCU, and we've kind of we've covered that pretty extensively. So next week will probably be an actual a movie that we'll we'll talk about, um, you know, at, at length. But um, maybe maybe we won't. I don't know. Maybe like I said last week, we'll talk about Excel spreadsheeting or something completely unrelated and confuse everybody but uh whatever it is it's all love and we have a great time so thanks again for tuning in and um we'll see you next time